This is Christopher Smith. You might know me better as Kite from Hunter x Hunter. I just wanted to let you know that you're listening to the Casanova Podcast. That's Hawaii's number one podcast. Hyped intro, cut one. Attention. Turn it up and get ready. You're tuned into the Mikel Casanova Podcast. Get your dance shoes on because it's on. And welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber, coming at you with another live interview. Well, if you're listening to this, it's probably pre-recorded. But with that being said, welcome to another episode. And today we've got the one, the only, Avadon Smith of the Chillcast. Such an honor having him on here. Amazing guy, amazing content. If you haven't already, make sure you go and subscribe to his YouTube channel, ding the notification bell, and follow him on Instagram and on Twitter. With that being said, we're going to cover some good topics today. We're going to talk about the whole Jack Black situation, about him being a YouTuber now. We're also going to cover, you know, the whole push for diversity in gaming and whether or not that's actually a legitimate thing or if it's more of an agenda base and so much many more topics so if you're ready to do it i'm ready to do it let's go ahead and get into this episode welcome everyone to another episode of hawaii's number one podcast the casanova podcast i'm your host Mikhail casanova i've got with me the one the only the man who runs the chill cast one of the hottest episodes and shows on the net the one and only avadon smith man go ahead and introduce yourself What's going on, people? This is Avadon. Um, it's my second time on here. Last time I was on here, it was I think April of last year. Like yeah. it was in the, I think it had to be there. I, I know I got the new the new PC. So about April of last year, a little probably a little bit before my birthday and everything. And I can say a lot has changed. A lot has changed. You know, it's guys. See, I got a green screen now. I moved. <laughs> moved. So for real, for those of you who have been supporters ever since, we were a supporter from that last episode. Thank you for still riding along with me. Um, nuts, a whole bunch of other people that I know. I really appreciate you guys. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys so much from all the support you guys have given me. And yeah. We have a lot to talk about tonight. I, I I want to make it clear that I actually reached out to Mikkel because I've been a fan of these podcasts like since he invited me on. But I've been watching all these recently. I was like, I, I need to hit this dude up. I said, this, dude, <laughs> this dude's got all the best questions now. I said, this is going to be fun. So I said, we got to do a recap. Plus, we did tell you guys that we was going to do a second part to this. You know, we was going to go deeper. So. We're giving the people what they ask for. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely are doing that, man. It's, it's always a blast having you on, man. We we vibe. And I think a lot of people don't get that we vibe off a lot of the same energy. Like, we think a lot alike, so. We really do. And honestly, I definitely, 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 I really want to really just take even more of the time to, you said I run the showcast. I, I had to, to correct that for a bit. It's like, 
the whole entire chill cast runs the chill cast. We all run that. It's like that's one thing I can't. I said it on air on, on my show last time, but I have to really, I really want to come out and just say it's like if I didn't have help from Nick, you know, Rax the Great, um, Rob, Chips, NX Revolution, your player too. It's like we all come together to really help each other out, especially some of the guests that come through, you know, player essence come through. He's always good. Gold chain gamers. You, we have so many people who, you know, who have come by in literally 30 episodes and it's been great. It's been great. Um, Jay love was on there one time. We had, it's been such a great experience doing that podcast. And I have to say that, being on your podcast has helped me even form questions and actually get deeper into actually how to keep conversations going. And I took that experience to make sure that when I actually ask either the panel or even the people in the chat, the questions, I make sure that they are engaging questions now. And that's something that I really love to do. So. Oh man, I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> No, because like for me in doing podcasts, like I, I've said it, I think I've said it on the pod, on this, this show like a while back or maybe even recently. But last year I was actually doing a podcast with uh, one of, uh, I guess you can say my former friend at this point, but uh, he was the best man at my wedding oh. last year. Yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, we, we did a podcast last year called Tech, uh, Tech Etc. Podcast. And we basically just talked about all kinds of stuff because we used to work for Microsoft at the same time. He was actually my boss and we just clicked off uh, from there. Like we just became good friends for a long time and no things happened. We split up, but I always enjoyed the, the, the concept of doing a podcast where you can just, you know, you can take a topic, you can, you can just dissect it in so many different ways. And like some of my favorites that I actually watch on a regular is like the Joe Rogan podcast. Cause of, the way mm. he talks, like it's just, it's so natural. Like he just, he brings so much to the, the table, and that's just something that has inspired me to just keep going with it. Like, how do I innovate? How do I structure questions? And you know, not just the Joe Rogan podcast. I listen to a whole bunch of you them. got you got Joe Rogan, you got Joe Budden, you got the Joe Budden podcast. Right. You have a lot of people's podcasts. In fact, the podcast that I have to say that for me. They have definitely encouraged me to even change some stuff dynamically in terms of aesthetics of the podcast. And that's um, the, the morning show, um, yeah. Power, 10, Power 105. It's like they they have a dope podcast. So it's like where you see how engaging these questions are and how the the roundtable cast are, even, even Ebro in the morning. Just yesterday, I was watching Ebro's um, take on the whole R. Kelly situation. I just love how he handles that. It's like I love how you can see how people deal with situations live on the air because that's how you really tell the true character of the person when you see them live. And that's that's something that I've learned then. And then it's like I even um the homie OJ player essence, even he follows behind that. He says it's like live on the air, you can't lie. It's like yeah. <laughs> you're you you who you are on, on air, and I love that. So it's like I love when I see stuff like that. And it's to me, it's encouraging when I see um, good podcasters. So once again, thanks for having me, man. Ah, anytime, man. I mean, you guys like, you know, having you on the show and everyone else who's come. I mean, the podcast, I think a lot of people don't know the podcast has only been around for like a year. And it's 
the the direction is going in a year has been insane. <laughs> I get it. My my podcast is about a year, over a year and a half. No, nah, not over a year and a half. Under over half a year. My bad. Over half a year, and I feel the same way. It's where you see just that momentum grow, more viewers coming in each and every time. It's like, yo, are you serious? Right. It's like, and before it's like, don't get me wrong. I'm always thankful for raids and everything. When you see high numbers in there because of uh, of raids and everything, you you're always thankful. But when you see those same high numbers, and it's from people who are there from start to finish, right. it's like, yo. Okay, let's let's do this more. What can we do to improve this? We got more people coming. You know, what can we build? They, they like this. What can we do to make this better? What can we do to establish more of an entertaining podcast? Because let's be real. That's what people watch YouTube for. People watch YouTube for entertainment. And I had to realize that faster. And that's why I started changing more. I had, you know, with exactly the council of the other Chillcast members, we started changing the direction of the Chillcast as you see it today is because we wanted it to be more entertaining. It's like you see where people are talking about things. And honestly, I want to give this person a real shout out because Go for it. he was the real person who really vocalized this the most towards me, both in private and publicly. And that's the homie Rax the Great. Rax the Great really put that out there. It's like, you know, people aren't really watching for this. They're watching for this. And I said, you know what? I take that in consideration. And anyone who knows me off camera and on camera, if you've been on my live streams, I'm a bit stubborn. So it takes a lot for me to no, actually. No, he ain't people. He's lying. <laughs> no, he ain't. <laughs> it, it takes a lot for me to actually take other people's feedback and to run with it. You know, I see Chips is in, in the chat. I see Nick's in the chat. So they can definitely vouch for that. So that's something that, you know, I'm, I thank them for being patient with me with that. I thank them for still sticking around with me, even though I could be a little, little stubborn at times and not willing to listen to the direction, but still choosing to rock with me. So it's all appreciated. Appreciated. This is all lies, people. I don't know why he's saying he's stubborn. He's one of the most stubborn guys I know. So, just saying. Oh man, oh man. But let's let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. All right. So uh people, some of the topics we're gonna be going over today. We're gonna be talking about the Jack Black controversy and why people oh. are so mad, why they need to chill. And if you haven't already, oh. make sure you go and check out Avadon's video because it was straight fire. Straight fire. <laughs> oh man. So what 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 do we need to talk about? Because I mean, you want you wanna kick that off? Um, all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and go with it. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, a lot we got the uh actor and musician Jack Black, y'all should know him from like Nacho Libre, and I think he's in Jumanji re- recently, Jumanji too, yeah. And so, it's like he's he's a famous actor now, he's doing YouTube and a lot of controversy. And this has been coming for a while, I think. You know, we had, uh, what was it, Will Smith started a YouTube channel a while back, and you got all these celebrities coming to the platform. So there's this dynamic where people are thinking that, you know, this is going to take away from us content creators who are here. We're grinding every day. We're making content. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that goes on behind the camera, behind the video. Because sometimes uh, a five or 10 minute video can take you five to 15 hours or days. <laughs> you know? Like all the oh. jump cuts and edits and layouts and stuff it, it, it can take a lot of work and then you've got celebrities who come on the platform and when they come on all they're doing is their name alone and and the cool thing about that is it's 
it's uh, brand recognition because they, their brand is so powerful. But then it kind of does, in a way, I can see both sides of the argument. It does take away from those of us who are grinding. If, if, if we were in that same category, like you said, Avadon, in your video, there's a difference in those who are in it, like Jack Black, he's doing blogs versus those of us who are doing the game and concentration. And that's what I wanted to point out because I feel as though it's all right. So let me say this, the whole, you know, unfair subscriber ratio, the whole thing where it's unfair that is YouTubers to grow the whole thing of YouTube being unfair. I mean, we also the YouTube rewind. So we know it's true. We know it's true. It's not something that we're going to turn a blind eye towards and say it's not true. I feel Jack Black was the wrong person to have this conversation with. Yeah. That's what I feel. I feel as though you just saw a celebrity and you went after his we went after his head. And I I don't feel that's right because Jack Black, if you watched his actual first video, as I said, one, he's not using a 4K camera. He two, it's his son recording him with a regular 1080p camera. And it's not even the best quality 1080p camera. It's not. Like, when it was outside, you could still see some graininess and everything. It wasn't the best ever 1080p camera. It was a pretty, it was a decent camera. And on top of that, it was a vlog. Now, if you understand a YouTube algorithm, that video is not going to come on your front page if you're not looking for that. Right. I had to search for Jack Black's videos to watch them. On my feed, I see OJ's videos. I see Nick's videos. I see your player two's videos. I see people who I want to watch. I see Long Island Griffey. I see all of these people. I see channels that I actually watch, Spawn Wave. I see those channels on my front page every day. I don't see Jack Black. So the whole thing of him taking away from you know my viewers, the people who are already your established viewers, number one, you're already safe if they, your, your viewers already watch what you do second of all if your viewers are into vlogs and everything they they're not going to be looking for gaming news they're not going to be looking for gaming opinions they're not going to be looking for tips videos they're not going to be looking for let's plays or how to's or anything of that sort they're not going to look for that so if they're not looking for that you really can't get mad at him and secondly you can't really get mad at him if you haven't done all of your best practices. You know, if you haven't taken the time to really meet my process, like you said, hours upon hours of work goes into recording, editing, and even the marketing. Yeah. And that's the thing that I feel a lot of us don't understand. It's like, let's just say, if let's just say you're just starting out, I'm going to give you guys real transparency right here. Let's say you're just starting out and you're recording. You're not going to knock out these videos in one take. So you're going to take up probably a good 20, 25, 30 minutes. If you're really rusty, 45 minutes to record a video. Sometimes it may take you three hours. Can me take a break and clear your mind first. Next, you may just say, you know what? I'm going to run through with the mistakes and then spend a much more longer time in editing, editing out all those mistakes. That's me. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And then after you edit all that, all those mistakes, if you want to make the video good, and when I say make the video good, actually going in and, you know, I had to get photography light bulbs. But before then, when I didn't have these light bulbs, I would have to go into my actual 
um, video quality and actually turn up the cooling a little bit so my walls appear white and that, that yellowy feel all the time. Mm. It's stuff like that that you have to do to make your, that goes into editing that a lot of editors don't really want to share with you guys because we don't want to seem like we're complaining. But yeah, that's where the real, the sauce is. You really have to do a lot when it comes to editing. And then I would say because where we are today, sometimes you have to change scenes every six to 10 seconds, which is something that is very hard for me to do. This last video, I tried my best for you guys, but I'm gonna be real with you guys. It's hard for me to make it go boom, 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 all the time. You know, Nick is right. It's so much work. It is so much work. And then after you're done with that, which, you know, me and Nick, we we send each other out thumbnails half the time because the next part is the thumbnail because the marketing. You don't want to put in eight to 15 hours of work only for it to not be seen because your thumbnail is whack and your title is not catchy. It's like I changed up how I did my titles. I'm making my thumbnails pop more. With this video last night, I was proud of my thumbnail. I pat myself on the back. I said, I don't care what nobody says. I'm happy with this thumbnail right now. And I did the, I did clean, the title. <laughs> it's clean. <laughs> I, I, I said, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. I don't usually do that. But for that thumbnail, I was like, okay, I'm just sending this to you guys to show you what I did. I'm not asking for feedback this time because I'm happy. But with the... um with your title and then from all that you have to actually write a description because I don't know if how many people are watching on desktop right now but I want you I want you guys to see something go look for a video go open up a new tab go to YouTube put up a random search search term when you do that there's a little description like a two lines of a, of a description right under the video the search term you put in for is bolded in that in that description meaning it's searchable it still fits in seo so your descriptions actually matter because the what you have in your descriptions really filter in your tags ranking more that's how you get better ranked tags and that's why when people don't take the time to do this but complain that their, ch their channels aren't growing the way it needs to do it needs to be i'm like are you doing everything and then even when you do everything you still risk not growing because it probably is just not interesting. The click-through rate may be bad. People may click on your video and they click out because they're bored. So there's so much that I say, you know, there's enough for me to say, I need to hold myself accountable before I start pointing fingers at the algorithm or bigger YouTubers. Yeah. That's why the whole Jack Black situation, I got so passionate about it because I always look at it as, is taking away from pointing a finger at yourself to do better. And that's something that we can all do. That's not a shot at nobody. We can all do better in our marketing when it comes to YouTube. If none of us are living full time from our craft yet, and we've been doing this for about a year, we can do better. Let's just, let's just come and call it what it is. We can all do better. And that's just how I feel with the whole Jack Black situation. It's I feel as though he unfairly got treated by the frustration of what YouTube has put us through. It's like no one had no one really had frustration to air out when they saw Will Smith on the YouTube re rewind. Nope. So seeing that was a big slap in the face to people who they felt put in way more work than Will Smith. It's like they you you're gonna put in it's like I get it. You're putting in a rewind event that you sponsored. 
you're putting that as the focal point of the rewind. And what about all of us who make you more money than Will Smith? You're going to do that? I get that frustration. But Jack Black's not the focus of that of that conversation. Exactly. He's a, in, in my eyes, he's a man who's spending time bonding with his son to make videos. That's what I see. Yep. And um, Down Phoenix said, I enjoy Black Vax first video more than a lot of YouTubers I regularly watch lately. And you know what? I have to say, his video was a little entertaining. It was organic. It was authentic. I was like, why are people mad at this? This is actually pretty good. It's not, it's not something that I would sit down and watch, but that's another thing. This dude is going to do weekly uploads, meaning he's only going to have 52 videos out the year. Mm-hmm. He's only going to have, let me put this out there. He's only going to have 52 videos a year if he maintains that schedule. So if he maintains that schedule, which it makes sense because he's a Hollywood actor, so it makes sense for him to maintain that schedule, you have so many more opportunities to be seen. <laughs> You're mad that on a Friday he's taking all of your views? Okay, what about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday? What about all those days? What are you doing all those other days? If I catch you scrolling on Facebook, scrolling on Twitter, scrolling on Instagram, I don't want to hear it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm lack of sleep will make you kind of <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> lack, lack, lack of sleep makes makes me kind of like sometimes. So I'm sorry. Sorry, that came off a little rough. No, I mean, dude, we you know how we do it on this podcast. We keep it raw, man. We keep it edgy, and we just speak the facts because the thing is. Like and, and this is actually going to segue into our second topic, which is how to stand out and put the you back in YouTube. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of people, and it's it's become a problem. I've seen this with a lot of YouTube channels. And I'm not taking shots. People don't take it the wrong way. You probably will, but I don't really care. A lot of people, a lot uh, of YouTubers. Yep. Hey, hey, hey. Duck behind, yo, duck, duck. <laughs> Duck behind your firewalls, guys. I got my switch. <laughs> <laughs> Duck behind your firewall. <laughs> a lot of people, honestly, are just, they're not being you. Like, the beauty of YouTube, how it started, and for the better part of the last decade, has been about you separating, you know, you creating organic content that you enjoy. It's about you, your likes, your passions, you know, what you want to share to the world, what you can be creative about. And for what, I don't know why, maybe it's because all the corporate that's gotten into YouTube, a lot of channels pivoted and they're just churning out cyclical, just, you know, content that's, it's, it's the same. It's like, oh, clickbait, because I'm doing this so I can get views. Oh, I'm going to put... Damn, I'm already doing it. I'm gonna put rant and not really rant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I it, it ties into the Jack Black situation entirely because it brings up another point I brought up in the Jack Black situation. If he didn't gain millions of subscribers in so many in X amount of weeks, would this be a topic right now? Right. That's the that's the issue. The biggest thing is you can literally and again, you guys can see for yourself. I do search term research. I do keyword research for, my, for myself. Jablinski game sub count is a trending, is a, one of the trending searches. So sub count is in a lot of people's minds. And I'm like, 
yo, you guys are thinking numbers too so much right now. And when you're doing that, it shows where your heart is, honestly. It shows that when you're making these videos, you're you're more so making videos on what I can get from this and how I can receive and not so much what can you give. What are you giving to people? What value are you establishing on the platform? And that's something that I even I myself, like I'm not going to sit here and like I'm finger shaming people. I had to stop myself from doing certain things. I had to stop myself from doing daily news videos at times because I felt like I wasn't giving myself i felt like i was just regurgitating somebody else's news which i'm not against that's what you do that's what you do and some people are gifted to the point where they can still put themselves in that for me and the style that i was building i was trying to do a five minute model Mm -hmm. and trying to still put myself in that and knowing how i am knowing how i love to expound on points more knowing i know i love how to go deep and everything i can't do that in five minutes And to do that every single day when I get home from a tiring job, that was super stressful on me. I wasn't able to do my own types of videos that really made me happy. I wasn't able to stream the way I wanted to. So I just said, you know what? I'm going to put this aside and just do what makes me happy and do what brings people on my channel happy. And that's what I wanted to focus on. But to answer your question, it's like how to stick out on YouTube, how I put the U back on YouTube. Um, Little history, my first year and a half on YouTube, I was a a variety channel. I did literally everything, challenges, everything. And my first year and a half, I amounted to about 85 subs. Mm -hmm. And this dude, NX, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Basically, basically, you, when you I got to give the audience who who, are, who may be listening or watching who don't understand that part of the chat. So basically, people, Avedon yeah. is he he's he's a musician as well. He he's phenomenal yeah. music. He reviews I, OSTs for games as well. I, okay, so you know what, you know what, NX NX. I I, I wasn't going to ruin the surprise NX, but part of the OST review is coming in my Smash review. So when you get the Smash review, you get in the OST review. I've been reviewing the entire soundtrack. So there you go. You got it. It's confirmed. Live. On the Mikel Casanova podcast. It's live and confirmed. You got it. <laughs> but anyway, um, what I what I was wanting to get at is I had to learn at that point that do I want to continue doing YouTube the way I want to? Do I want to continue doing YouTube in the sense of I just want to do my own thing and not really establish, you know, a definitive focus. Because at the end of the day, if there's no definitive focus, people are not going to know what, what to put your channel at. People are not going to know where to place you. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make my definitive focus on gaming. So I say to all that, establish a focus, but be yourself in that focus. Be who you really are. Be who you organically are in that focus. That's what I feel you need to do. And I feel as though a lot of people don't necessarily think about that. In, in their minds, they're thinking, well, you know, as long as I, I do what I want, I'm me and everything, people will still come. Like, nah, you had to establish a focus. And that's something that I had to learn. And that's something that, you know, anyone who follows me and who asks me advice, I say, yo, be you. 
I tell, you know, Nick this all the time. I say, yo, be you. Do what you want to do. I know you're going to do gaming content. Be you. People come to see you. I told that um, to people on my on my, um, my show cast. I said, you need to be the focal point of your videos, not the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Let the subject matter be what fills the seats. Let you what keeps them to stay. It's like saying this, and this is probably for those of you who drink soda. I mean, I could uh, make this a beer analogy as well. <laughs> but I'm going I'm to I'm st- I'm keep PG a little clean here and say this is like going out and trying to get cola. Now, you got Pepsi, you got Coca-Cola, you got your Kroger knockoff, you got your Walmart you knockoff. Went you went I there. <laughs> you went there. I see. I see you went there. Okay. But there, but there's going to be a certain style. You you get a Coke, you know you got a Coke because it's got a... a you do. And I remember... Taste. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink soda no more, but that's something that I can't agree with. You definitely know. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that that was a good that was that was actually a great analogy. That was a great analogy. <laughs> so that's that's all. Like, really, just be you. Like, if if you're a content creator, be who you are. Like the the version of you your best friends see should be who people see online. Yep. Like, because when you're around your best friend, you're you, you're raw, you one hundred percent. Like me, when I turn on this camera, Mikael, you know, you know me off camera. Chips, Nicholas, I said Nicholas, Nick, uh, NX, probably half the chat on here. You guys haven't seen me off camera as well. Y'all know me off camera. I'm the same way on and off camera. I, I'll keep it real with you. I'll keep it honest. If I don't know something, I'm gonna let you know I don't know. I'm stubborn both ways. I'm like, eh, if I want to do that, it's I'm the same way. And that's what's going on, Chris. And that's one of the things that I try to be. I try to be myself in all aspects because the last thing you want is for somebody to pull your card on not being real because you're wearing different masks in different situations. And it's like, nah, you got to be you who you are 100% everywhere you go. Yep. No matter what, be you. And that's the thing, you know, like going back to the analogy, you look at it, if you're a content creator, if you want to talk about, I mean, we could say you want to talk about the Switch. We all love this thing. There's a lot of people out there. Oh, damn, I'm not trying to turn my game off. Anyway, there's a lot of people out there that uh, can talk about the Switch. They can talk about gaming news. They can talk about rumors. They can do reviews. But the thing is, you can get that anywhere. Watch people come to see you. You can come to see me because you can hear all the damn traffic noise. That's why you come I love how me. you. I love how you included that. I was waiting <laughs> for you to include it, and you included it tastefully. Good job. Good job. That was good. But, you know, it's like the grind, too, and, and this is the thing. Like, one other thing I want to throw in, and Avana, I think you were probably going to get to it, is the balance. The work-life balance. You got to balance out content creation with enjoying games, with work life, with your family, with personal time, because you can burn out. You can easily burn out, especially when you're doing all the work and you don't see any growth. When you are, here's the thing, when you're a YouTuber, you're basically an independent contractor, which is another way of saying you're a sole proprietor of your own brand. 
And you literally have to put in work. I mean, I'll I'll go as far as to say being a YouTuber is harder and way more tedious than working a regular nine to five job. And <laughs> you and honestly, in some cases, when you first start off, it's the most unforgiving. It's some of the most thankless work you you'll do. You'll see stuff that you do and you're not going to have too many people just pat you in the back for the good work you did, especially if you put in a lot of work. And not only that is you have to hold yourself accountable 100 percent. So with all that, like you said, the balance is like I would say the, your biggest asset in that is self-accountability is yeah. holding yourself accountable for your entire life. Really wake up during the day and literally look at everything. What's on your priority list? You know, if you have, you're like me, if you're a husband and a father and you got other people who are relying on you, then you can't, you can't make the excuse of, I don't feel like it. No, nope. I'm, I'm just going to be real with, be real with you, especially. And I say this because of, of the amount of the standards that are placed on us, especially as a man in society, you cannot use the excuse as I'm not saying women know they have it easy and everything. I'm just saying the standard is a lot harder on men. You just trigger some people. <laughs> I want to make that clear. I want to make that clear. I want to make that clear in this podcast. I just want to say the standard as men is always put on men. It's like it's always men are looked at in a funny eye when they complain how hard the work is. Yep. So it's like you don't have room to complain. You don't have room to air it out, at least in this society. Maybe things will change where people are more all open to let men express themselves more. But a lot of men can't express how hard it is. They have to bottle up and just deal with it and get through. And one of the things I would try to tell people is schedule your day the day before. Like, literally. For those of y'all who ain't watching, G5 Nintendo Warframe said, I identify as a female USPS box. I'm offended. <laughs> this guy. I forgot. You you record this on audio, too. So I, I got I to gotta be mindful <laughs> that this is going audio, too. So I, I got to be more descriptive when I'm talking, when I, if I see something in the chat. So, all right. The thing, the thing I, I'll say about that is, schedule your day that schedule your day the night before literally write out everything you need to do the night before literally even if it's just getting groceries even if it's taking some um taking your kid to the doctor's appointment you know whether it's doing something for your wife whether or your husband whether it's you got to do something pressing for your your video whether you got to pay this bill write down everything and most of all write down a block for you just to relax and to take it easy Write down and give yourself time. Take away time where you don't answer no phone calls, where you're not looking at Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and or any social media. Detox your mind. Like you guys see that on my on my Twitter today, I announced we just hit 1K followers. Reason why I'm just now noticing it is because I stay off the app most of the time. You know, I come back and I look, and some days are better than others, but when I look on the app, I'm like, okay. Cool. Respond here. Respond here. I log off. Like I literally utilize the log off button and go off about my life. Sometimes you need to 
you needed just to plan out your day or having it in your mind a good way how I can wing this day and still remember to kind of like remember everybody. And some days you may not get everything and some days you will. The key is to make the try to aim for the best balance. Yep. You know, and I, I can speak on what happens when you don't plan. So last, okay, last month and some of November as well. Uh, I, you know, and I'm not going to tell you guys where I work, but what I do is I work in IT. I think, and uh, mm-hmm. basically, I was, we had a lot of projects coming down the pipeline. I was doing a lot of work at work, at home, round the clock, and on call, sleeping. If I'm lucky, getting three or two hours of sleep a day. I know that life. Even, even on weekend, yo, that life is not fun, people. And still trying to put out content on YouTube. I was getting frustrated because I wasn't getting views. I wasn't getting any engagement, wasn't getting subs or anything like that. Plus, I still had a bunch of games coming in for review. And I just hit a point of burnout on top of I got sick, I think, twice. And uh, at that point, I'm like, yo, this ain't fun no more. You know, it's like workplace to be in. It is. I'm like, yo, I, I don't I don't feel like putting out content. And there are days you're going to feel like, I don't feel like doing a review. I don't feel like getting in front of the camera. I don't feel like, do, you know, and that burnout can be some of the worst. And I think a lot of people who hit it, who start out on YouTube and they hit that burnout, that's enough for them to stop. And to keep with Avidon's point, you got to take that time to just just dilute yourself all of that stuff. And that's why, like, you guys, if you watch my channel, you've noticed I haven't put out much other than podcasts the last month. And it's really because, or, or streams, and it's really because I got burnt out. I was so burnt out, I needed a break. Like, Avina and I were talking last week. We would have done this last week. But yeah. I just, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. I get it. Like, all right, so um, just for those who are listening, um, NX Revolution says, I don't always schedule, but I had to for a little bit. My days felt so much more productive. Hope to start doing it again. Just got to force myself to. My only response to that, and he said this is actually great advice. He didn't think about this. Use your phones. Uh, like, I use this. I have a task scheduler on my phone, and I set reminders on those tasks to remind myself throughout the day, okay, I need to do this, I need to do that, and I need to do this, and I need to do that. Literally, the older you get, you're going to have more and more things on your mind, and that's pressing to you. And literally, the older you get, everything becomes pressing. I'm gonna, I, I, For those of you who are under 30 watching, everything becomes pressing the older you get. So you literally need to start writing down everything and just say, okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Me personally, I was against it longest time because I was still thinking like, like I was super young, but man, I can remember, remember everything. Cause naturally I have really good memory, but when you have so many pressing things, you instantly, you can easily forget everything. You can easily forget everything. And that's why I said, use your cell phone, like plan out your day, put on the, put it on the calendar, use the task. Um, 
option if you have that on your phone and just say, all right, at this time, I need to make sure I do this. I make sure I need to do that. I make sure I need to make sure I do that. And even though you may not get it done at that time, you said it in the day, at least it's more pressing on your mind to get it done. You're least likely to forget now. You're more likely to get everything you need to get done. Um, Monday, some things happened for, for me. So I had to shift everything on my Monday schedule to my Tuesday schedule. And sometimes as you as you do this, you're going to start seeing it's like, you know what? I can push this on this day and I can push this on that day. And then when you start expanding your days more, you start seeing that you start have more time to really work with. It's like this is really how time management actually works. It's like how you use your time uh, because we're all busy. But at the same time, we all have time to go. <laughs> That's how I'm turning. I'm turning 31 in April, bro. So it's, it's all good. I'm so, right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning 31 in April, so it's all good. So, I'm gonna tell you this though, for y'all young Thundercats out there, <laughs> when you hit 30, you still feel like a young buck. But there's some days really you can't bounce back like you used to. There's some. There's some days where I will. I wake up and I'm like, you know what? I actually like sleeping more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I actually like this. But yeah, um you wake up and you're like, man, why the hell I gotta leave this bed, man? Shit's comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so what I try to tell I try to tell people, I said, you know, I said on Twitter, and that's why I've been focusing my Twitter every morning. I'm trying my best to commit to it around nine, between nine and nine thirty every morning. I'm trying to commit to just writing something that comes from my own life that I believe that works and helps me to kind of like inspire and to help you. And wasn't today, but I believe it was yesterday is don't be so hard on yourself. You know, accountability is a requirement for life, but so is cutting yourself some slack. Yeah. There's some balance there. Some days cut yourself some slack. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't say, man, I didn't get to do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do that, man. I really messed it cut yourself some slack and just say, you know what? It is what it is. I, I, I'm going to do better. Yep. And you'll be surprised on how that increases your morale throughout the day because the same energy, and this is, again, I don't know if this, I don't know if I'm speaking towards you, but the same energy you carry at work, you're going to carry that into your passions. So yep. if you are ungrateful and disgruntled at your job, you're going to be the same way when you record your videos. And that's something that I caught on. I caught wind of fast. That's why I had to change my perspective on how I go to work. I had to go to go to work with a perspective of, yo, I'm thankful for my job. And what can I do to help? What can I do to be better here? And when I leave that place, I go back to my own passions, 10 times more pumped to do what I need to do. So. And not only that. But man, you you you've been dropping some truth bombs. I just I just I just, I just want to say we're forty minutes <laughs> in, and we only got two of the topics done. So I, I told you forty five minutes wasn't going to cut it. Work. <laughs> Yo, you know, and one of the other things like I wanted to touch on, man, because you you just you hit the you hit the nail on the head, man. And it's like you've said it before on Twitter, and you and I, because a lot of y'all I mean I know we talk outside of YouTube yep. and Twitter. We, we can call each other. We can text each other. And here's the thing. I love that Avedon says this, and it's that YouTube and just your social media presence 
your brand. This is your business. And it's so vital as a content creator. You got to be mindful of how you carry yourself on social media because you never know who you're talking to. You That could be somebody that could help you trying to blow up. It could give you a connection, you know, to someone in the gaming or whatever industry you're interested in being in for content creation. You never know. And if you're wilding out on Twitter. And that's something that that's something for me. I'll even be transparent to you. That's something for me that I learn how to I, I need to learn how to control because naturally I'm a hothead. You say something to me. It's like I've downgraded the words previously. It wasn't always words. I was just. Straight action before, so same here. I, <laughs> I, I downgraded. I downgraded from all that, but I've just learned. It's like, you know, not everything deserves a response. Not everyone deserves to be responded to. So that's why I said, you know what? At the end of the day, you have to be mindful of: is this tweet or is this reply worth it? Or yeah is my future and what I'm securing for other people outside of my four walls. Cause it's not when you do, so when you're doing big and monumental things, nine times out of 10 is, is more than just your four walls is so many other people involved that are benefiting from that. Mm-hmm. So is it, is it just, is it, if I, am I going to ruin everything for everybody else? But am I going to ruin everything for everybody else? Or am I going to, go ahead and just say, you know what? It's not worth it. And just move on. And sometimes I would say you, you, you literally know the little model, the medium of pride you have by how hard it is for you to walk away. If it's not that hard for you to walk away, know that you're, you, you've done some growing. And there's still probably more that could be done, of course. But if you if it's really hard for you to walk away from things, you need to do some inside work. You need to look, look into yourself and say, well, am I the problem? Yeah. What am I doing to attract this? What am I doing to attract that? What can I do better to do this? And sometimes it's going to be unmerited. Sometimes it'll be some some people who just want to be, be bums or be whatever they want to be to you because they want to be that. Right. But you can't change. You can't change how people perceive you. You can only change how you react to it. And that's why I said going down the line, how you carry yourself, how you, you know, and the best way I'll say no matter what, because you got you got you've made a question that maybe just go deep into this. But I would say there's one thing that me and a great Great, great marketer, motivational speaker. He said this. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk said, one of the best things you can do is tell the truth. The truth always wins. Gary Vaynerchuk has said the truth always wins. And that's something that I've always, I've, I've come to always say. When I found out, he said, I'm like, man, I can't say that live too much now without quoting you now because everything else I stole this from you. So I can't say it. <laughs> I can't say it. That's my own quote now. And... Literally, you got to really think about that. You really got to you really got to think about that. You really got to consider that the truth and you being transparent on who you really are. People will respect that a hundred grand because you're being real with them. Because at that at that point, 
people are looking looking at you as like, wow, I can relate to that because you know what? I just went off on somebody cutting me off on the road earlier. Here, this dude's going through 10 times worse, and he's trying his best to handle that. You know what? I can do better. You just help somebody say, you know what? I'm not going to go off on somebody on the road anymore because he's handling the situation better. That's the power of you being transparent really has. You really have the opportunity to have people do better themselves by you leading by example. And that's something that I live behind. Lead by example. Just don't talk about what you what you see, about, about what you think. Lead behind it. That's something that I do every, I make sure I do every single day. Lead by example. So, man. You, you <laughs> dropped gems on right there, man. Man, like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, can we get through everything tonight? We're gonna to try. We're gonna to try. We, we got to do it. We got to do it. Come on, hit, hit me, hit me, hit me with some more, man. Hit me with some more. All right, all right. So, um, this is gonna to lead to the next topic, which might it some might consider it controversial, but in my opinion, fuck it, let's go. Um, and that bus is the sponsor for tonight. If you need to go to the <laughs> west side of Hawaii on Oahu, catch the A. It's right here outside my window. It will get you where you need to go. Okay, so it's enough for my sponsor. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Uh-oh. I'm ready you know, for this. Let's go. So, the state of YouTube. Mm. Like, honestly, man, let's talk about the state of YouTube and how selfish creators have become and, like, the YouTuber practices that just fucking suck. Yeah, people, we, we, you can say whatever you want to on this channel, on this podcast. I don't care. Anyway, so, go ahead. The state of YouTube has become... I hate the fact I keep pointing back at the Jack Black situation, but it's so many focal points that make me think about it. And it's like, it's really all about me, 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 me. For me personally, I can honestly say that I've been blessed to meet some of the best people. I met some of the people who are the most giving people that I've met. And literally some people that I've seen, I spoke to off air and on air. I met some of the nicest people on YouTube. So from my personal experience, I can't say that there are any creators that I can really deem as selfish that I work with. So that's one thing that I can say. Like my whole chill cast squad, some of the best people I ever met, you, OJ, um, who else? Spawn Wave, RDT85. Like these, these are people that I got to even meet offhand, you know. And these are some of the nicest people that you would have to meet. It's like, um, for instance, let me give an instance with when I was at Long Island Retro. Rax the Great is introducing me to different people that I never met before. He didn't have to do that. Spawn Wave introducing me to Wolfton, and I'd never even met this dude. And it's like, I'm just saying what's up as a, as courtesy. He plugged in my own podcast for me. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. You didn't have to do that for me. And it's like, stuff like that. It's like, people are nice. People are nice. People are really, really nice. So... I I can say that I've met the good side of YouTube and I'm thankful that I've been on that side, but I'm going to be honest. I can acknowledge that my experience isn't everyone's experience. I know people had the polar opposite experience where they dealt with a whole bunch of people who used you for who dealt with people who are straight grimy to you. It's, it's a doggy dog eat dog world out there for a lot of people. And it's, 
is really messed up because there, there are some people who just use you for the ideas that you have. And then when you're not really a model for their success anymore, they'll throw you to the side like you're nothing. And it's really I, messed up. I, I had one person. I can't name the name, people. I'll say it offline. But um, uh, it's a certain female YouTuber that uh, is in England that blew up. And I was there when they had nothing, but I had the connections to companies because, like Amazing Lucas says, I'm Mr. Information Broker. She got the contact information to get review codes and review copies of stuff and uh, kicked me to the curb. And now she's blown up at 50-something thousand subs, so y'all can figure that one out. Anyway, go ahead. Wow. Um... Boom! <laughs> um, we're kind of worried about that. Um, <laughs> did it, oh, okay. Um, that's just a, that's just to go off of what you know. What you're saying wow. like some people do do that. I've had that experience a lot of times from you know gaming YouTubers, political YouTubers, you know, a lot of people, tech it, YouTubers, and it it sucks. There's it it absolutely sucks. But not everybody you run into is going to be like that. So y'all got to keep that in mind. And <laughs> this this guy, G5, said, I hope we're not talking about Bay now. Joke. <laughs> but let me let me put it, let me put it out this way. If, you're ha- if you have to deal with that, and I want to say there's an upside to that. If you have to deal with that, y- pinpoint the signs early. You know, you know be, be nice, but don't be naive. Exactly. Be nice. But don't be naive. If you could pinpoint how someone runs certain things and you could really see how they're doing certain things, you can still be nice to them. Doesn't mean you have to trust them. I told somebody a long time ago, one of my one of my best friends, and it it, it stopped them for a second. He said, you know what? You got a point. My bad. And I told him, I said, just because I'm nice to somebody doesn't mean I trust them. <laughs> I said, I, me, me being nice to you doesn't mean I, I'm, I'm, I trust you. It just means I'm nice to you. Exactly. <laughs> and that's something that's something that I feel like a lot of people need to understand. It's like you don't have to trust somebody to be nice to them. You can be you can be 100 percent real with them. I don't have to harbor any any negative emotions towards you. But if I see different things, I could say, you know what? I'm not going to trust you with that. I'm not going to trust you to do this. I'm not going to trust you to do that. Me personally, it's it's something that I learned a long time away because you, as you mentioned earlier, I dealt with music. I've been in the music industry before. I know what it's like when people will try to dead you off what you want or try to get something from you for free. They'll yeah. smile in your face, and then when it comes time to wait, hold up. I know Chip said I know Avedon personally, but it's because of him why I know so many of the people here in the chat and Mikel. I'm truly grateful for that. Appreciate that, man. Respect. I appreciate man. that, man. And and that's another thing. It's like that's something that I actually want to point out. Um, I'm going to finish that music that music industry point in a second. Right. I want to point out to what Chips is saying. I'm not going to bring you around somebody who I personally feel like I can't trust. Yeah. And if I feel like I can't trust them, I'm going to give you the heads up. Like, watch what you say around this person. Yeah. I'm going to give you the heads up immediately. Watch watch what you say around this person. Like I will look out look after you, you know, behind the scenes. If I feel like something's going to go go sour, I'm going to give you the heads up 
But going back to the music industry um, situation, there's been times where people wanted free beats for me. People who would say, yo, 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 what about the beat for free, man? All right, all right, well, can I get the beat and I pay you afterwards and everything? I've seen it all. And then I had people who I would give the beat for free, wouldn't touch it for months or years in. And then I, there's some people that I would, they would pay up front. And then literally within a week, they used the beat. So at that point, at that point, in, it sucks. People. At that, at that point in my in my music career, I learned it's like you really have to value your product, and you have to value it at a pr- at a price that they need to respect you at. Respect comes first before anything when it comes to your brand. You make sure people respect your brand. They don't gotta like you, but they are gonna respect you. <laughs> You ain't got to like it, but you damn well will respect it. <laughs> love you got the reference. I love you peep the reference. <laughs> I love you peep the reference. So it is what it is, man. But what else you got for me, man? All right. Um. So the second part is, you know, creators, the position a lot of creators are in where they can't, you know, like be human and express what they truly think or feel. Without fear of losing subs and views. I know, man. We 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 going through the trenches with this one. <laughs> yo, yo, rock, 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 paper, scissors. Who takes this one first? Okay, ready? All right. One, rock, two. Oh, all right. Wait. Rock, paper, scissors, sand, shoot. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> all right, cool. I telegraphed. <laughs> okay. All right, people. So. Um, I, I guess I can use this as an example. I, I use myself. I always like to use myself, not because I have an ego, because I, I can poke fun at me all the damn time and laugh at myself. I can do that too. So, <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all good. It's all fun and games. So keep it, keep it steady, man. Let's go. All right. So, you know, when I got into YouTube, I noticed that, uh, a lot of things that I wanted to do, like when I was doing tech, when I was doing tech YouTube stuff, when I was reviewing phones, reviewing computers and stuff, the trend was to say, oh, this phone, this computer, this thing, this was, this is the greatest thing. And I'm over here like, man, this thing is a piece of shit. (laughs) What? (laughs) And it's because there, you know, there, there's this thing where you, you, it's an unwritten rule on certain things. And I think this is probably in gaming too. The certain things you can and can't say, or you're, Proverbially, can and cannot say. You better not collect my Smash review. <laughs> Just saying, brawls online was better, but you know, I, 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 I go, I'm gonna make that as a, as a joke. I'm gonna make that as a joke only because I, I want to trigger people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that as a joke. But go on, let me interrupt you. No, but it's like you know, a lot of people saying, "Oh man, the iPhone is greatest." Like I have an iPhone, and sometimes this joint is slow. I've got a note. I got a Note 8, and my Note 8 can run cleaner, faster, smoother, and do way more than my iPhone. But a lot of people like, no, because it's Apple. There's a lot of you probably heard about the cult of Apple or people, anything Apple, they buy it. And it's like there's a stigma to it because they built up this name, and you're supposed to, if you want to get products, a lot of companies are like this, you got to say what they tell you to say. And this is in gaming too. 
This is, this is. This is in gaming too. And <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out. I I appreciate people who, by the way, Chips doesn't know eight. By the way, too. Oh no! Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um. Here, here's the thing. And I think a lot of people, I, I respect the people who come out and actually are transparent enough to say they didn't review a product because a company wanted them to lie. I really respect those people so much because it takes a it takes a good sense of integrity to do that. And that's why, honestly, for me, when it comes to phones, I read I, me. I'm, I'm a I'm a low key phone phone tech nerd. I, I like I like phone. I like phones. So I'll, I'll, I had to stop watching phones because I would get no, no work done. But I could literally sit, watch um, phone tech views and comparison videos for days and not get tired of it. MKB. Yo, his, his reviews are on point. But it, matter of fact, it was because of him. I was looking at the OnePlus 6. I was actually considering that phone. But um, what, what phone I was thinking about getting? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about getting the LG G7. And I saw someone say something that I can relate to so much. LGs are the phones that everybody wants, but nobody is buying. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I can see that because my LG G3 surprised me when I, no, this is G4 actually. When I bought my G4, I was so surprised at when I bought this for $200, refurbished at that, how clean the, 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 ca- the camera quality is, how clean the display is. And when I looked at the specs of the G7, I just said, I want to see this go down in price because I would definitely get this phone. I would definitely get this phone. Now, lately that has changed until I may change from getting a phone and I may just invest more into this channel. I'm thinking about getting a Canon T6i. Ooh, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about that. I've been thinking about you guys more. Like you guys have been watching. I just said, it's time to upgrade. How to get like get like you? It's time for me to really be put in officially as a gamer YouTuber and have a gaming chair behind me instead of this stupid wooden chair that I've been sitting on this whole time. Yeah, I'm sitting on a regular chair, man. There's no, yeah, no gaming chair this whole time. We we, we can fix that. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk after the stream. <laughs> I've been roughing it. <laughs> But um, I'm I'm definitely looking to invest in, in more for the channel and more for you guys to really just up the quality more and stuff like that. So when we see YouTubers, but back to the whole thing, you said tech YouTubers in the questions because we got seriously derailed right there. Um, To answer the question, I feel it's bondage. I feel it's bondage where you really can't be yourself and you really can't just say what you want to say. Like I've seen... People just want to be, quote unquote, normal for a second and speak on things without worrying about some stupid idiot coming in there mentioned saying, well, blah, 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 blah. Like one of the people that comes to mind was Rich from Review Tech, where he was literally being harassed. Like people are like hacking, getting like hacking his um his location, knowing where he him and his family live, sending threats and everything. And there are people literally kind of like, you know, still alluding it's kind of like his fault because, you know, it, it comes with being a YouTuber. I'm like, no, don't justify stupid behavior. Say, like, you sh- people shouldn't be doing this. Don't say, well, you shouldn't be, you know, doing this or you shouldn't egg this or you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. No, 
people shouldn't be shouldn't be douchebags. Point blank, simple. This oh wow! <laughs> Whoa! That's I, 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 I just see I just see what Chris said. Hashtag get Avidon a gaming chair. G five said, "Hope we use a kitchen table chair to deliver content." <laughs> Hey, bro, my chair is a knockoff. Ain't no shame. <laughs> I have a friend who does videos for Android Authority. Nice. Nice. Don't yeah, treat man. anyone like crap for any reason. Exactly, Super Chris. Exactly. That's true. And and Sebastian C said it best. Review Tech can't get sponsors because the trolls go out their way to contact his sponsors and tarnish his name without context to his, his video clips. And it's crazy. It's crazy because it's, it's like you can't just be like a lot of YouTubers. I feel like you dip into like celebrity zone because it's like you want to maintain still being you who, you, who you are. I'm just some guy who makes YouTube videos. I just happen to have this million followers, but I'm still just a regular guy here. And at the same time, you, you want to maintain that and still just live your normal life. But the truth of the matter is. YouTube is the new TV. You can't do yeah. that no more. And it's it's like I'm not making excuses for Rich. Rich is almost like I want. I just I still call these people out. But it's like the more you grow, it's like you got to be you got to just be careful what you share on social media now. You can't. That's why I don't disclose where I live to people. I'm like you don't need to know. Just know I live in the middle of nowhere, where Courage Cali Dog lives. <laughs> nope. I'm out here in Hawaii. Figure out which island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, we live in when I if I was in New York, I'll be like, I live in New York City. Good luck finding me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yo, yo but, uh, you know, and that's another thing too, because um, there are times like when I do reviews, I've seen people, and I, I, I'm not sure if you have experienced this as well. There are sometimes there are YouTubers that do put out fake video game reviews. They can have a game that's. 60, 70, 80, 100 hours long and reviewing. And I'm over here with the, you know, because I'll get a review code. I see the embargo date for when it can come out. And then the day, sometimes I think a lot of people may not understand how the embargoes and all that work. Uh, sometimes you can get a game a week in advance, or two weeks in advance, a month in advance, two months. It depends. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I've seen sometimes where, Games can come out, and you've got it for sometimes a day in advance, sometimes a week in advance, and then the person already got the full review the minute the embargo lifts. I'm over here like sway. You can't do that if you got if you got it the day before. I would say it's like I would I would feel better calling that in an impressions video. Yeah, and say I have a review video coming down the line. Here are my first impressions of the video. Go ahead, you know, check it out. This is these are my twenty four hour reviews. So if you touch the game for twenty four hours, this is what you're likely to experience. As again, the truth always wins. Be transparent with your audience because eventually you're gonna get found out. Yeah. Eventually, you may not get found out right away, but we saw last year. We're not gonna name names, and we're all we all know who we're talking about. You get found out eventually. <laughs> I, I, I'll drop, you know, I'm not going to even drop a name. I'll just drop the name of a game. So there's a game that came out last Don't year. It. it got a lot of flack. It got a lot of flack. Don't do it. Metal Gear Survive. Now, look, okay. I got sent it by the company, by Konami. All of us did. 
And the day the game came out, everybody was dropping reviews, which I'm over here reading the thing that they sent us in mail and they emailed it to us as well. Um, Carly from Konami, that's all I'm going to say, told us that you can't play this game until the day of release because the servers aren't up. So you had a lot of people, big YouTubers and others, dropping you know reviews and i'm over here even i like uh i called up konami i'm like hey am i supposed is there a server i was supposed to be on because i'm seeing reviews go up but i can't you know i couldn't get into the game they're like we don't know why they're doing that because the servers weren't even available it happens there are a lot of people that put out fake reviews just for clicks and like Avinash said, sometimes it comes out if you ain't honest. Yeah, p- p- people will find will find you out. It's like it, it eventually. Some, you can get away with it, up, but for so long. And that's why I just said it's like if you have an amazing track record of telling the truth, you're clean. Yeah, you'll be fine. You you and it's like if that means if that means you have to be somebody again. This goes into to the whole sub count thing. If that means you are a YouTuber. Who let's say your your channel deadlocks at what sixty five seventy five k, depending on where you live, if you could make that to a livable income, be happy with that. Be right. happy that you could wake up every single day that you have a set people who are there for you being real, and you're not selling out your image and who you really are for people. So that's that's facts, man. That's facts. Hit him, hit him with that uppercut, man. Sure. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, everyone who's listening and watching, if you haven't already, make sure you go and subscribe, not to this channel. Go over to my boy, Avidon's channel. Make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Links to everything for him is down in the description below. So Appreciate definitely y'all. go over there and do that, people. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you guys listening, man. I, yeah, really, we got to talk about do a better podcast because I'm they, I was looking at the whole Apple and expanding and everything. Felt like I was being another language. I said I, I need I need I need a translator. I need a translator. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna talk I'm gonna talk to you about this off, off stream, man. All right, bad bad man. Oh, and if you're gonna buy stocks in Apple, now is the perfect time. They're cheap, cheap, cheap. My guy, like like you can go get. A Big Mac meal from McDonald's. I was just about to use a, a McDonald's reference. <laughs> I was really about to say, are we talking dollar menu cheap or are we talking value menu cheap? <laughs> I was literally about to say dollar menu cheap or value menu cheap and you bring out the reference. Come on, man. You can't be doing that. <laughs> Yo. But all right. The last, uh, I guess... For oh, well, not really. This ain't the last controversial topic, but this is going to be one. Yeah, no, um, no, I, no. I want I want to touch on it because this is something I've personally experienced, and it's uh, how sometimes you get YouTuber fan bases that be just straight, as Nick Cannon would say, wild and out. Just saying. And here's the thing: it's like, and I'm not trying to take shots at no YouTubers. Or anyone, but sometimes there are people and there are extremes, not just in YouTube fan bases, but in anything, gaming, music, movies, people who follow celebrities. Mm-hmm. There's just this, you've got that 
loud, really, really loud minority of people that make it seem like a majority that just they'll do all kinds of just crazy things. I've gotten death threats. I've had people out here pop up and try to do shit to me. And it's like, that's how you get, you know, some people, it just, it makes you wonder where they are mentally. But, you know, some fan bases, no matter what it is, gaming, YouTube, whatever, can just be wild. And they, that, that minority can give the majority a negative image. And, it, and that's unfortunate. Agreed. Agreed. It definitely hap- It definitely happens. You know, I had that share. And you know, you take what it is. You take what it is as a great assault. It's like, it's you have to really pinpoint that it is. Like you said, it is a minority. It's not the majority. And once you can pinpoint that, you could really open it up to a much larger spectacle. Like when you look at different things around the world, it's it's a sad world that we live in. That minority try to have a louder voice than the majority. It's yeah. If you look at what's happening in the Middle East right now, people would ignorantly just call every Muslim like uh, an extremist because of what they see what's happening on the news in the Middle East. And they don't know that is a minority. That's an extremist group. That's in within. And I, you know, not to make a political reference, but that's like the best reference I could, that came to my mind at that point. It's, it's, it's ignorance on both ends when you don't try to understand both sides. And that's one thing that I I tend to do. I understand, I try my best to understand both sides, even though I um, can be hard-headed and sometimes it will sound like I'm not trying to understand both sides. I'll try to understand both sides when I, when I calm down. And one of the things that I will say is when it comes to YouTubers, um, YouTubers, like, you look at... Um, like YouTube promotes where you call your your fans like a certain group, you know. You call your fans like a like a you give your fans like nicknames or or a squad group, you know. It makes them feel great to feel a part of something, and that has its ups and its downs. We we show the downsides to it, but the upsides to it is you may be keeping some people off the street because not everyone who is watching YouTube has someone they could call mom or someone they could call dad, or someone they could call bro or sis. They don't have those people. Sometimes people just feel alone. Sometimes your channel and the and the community that, that you're building may just help people from committing suicide. Yeah. And these are things that I feel as though I don't want that to be overshadowed. Like, I don't want the negative aspects of having squads and groups on YouTube. Cause I definitely see the benefit of it. When you have these things, I don't want the negative side of it to outweigh the good side of it because we don't live in a perfect world. The world that we live in is, is really scary and is really, is really strong. So there are people who don't have, they don't have somebody who to teach them otherwise. Like literally as some of the, our, our parents would say, you have babies out here raising babies. So it's like, can you really, can you really blame somebody for, the, for a toxic behavior 
if the environment they're growing up in is toxic and they just don't know. Yes, to the point, yeah, the law, you, you're you're fully responsible knowing the law and you're fully responsible of your own actions. And I'm not making excuses for nobody, but at the same time, I'm just saying I understand. That's and why and you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And that's why that's why me personally is as hot headed as I am. It's weird. I, I know I'm an enigma as hot headed as I can be in the grand scheme of things. My patience with people is very long. I have a very long strand of patience with people and chips could, could account for that. It's like there'll be times where, where chips will be mad at me. We ready to knock me upside the head because of how patient that I can be with certain people or certain situations. And Yo, you know, shout out to uh, Ryoko Chan and Chad, man. Uh, dude, we're, we're glad you wow. didn't do that. We're glad you didn't do that, man. Wow. And I, I'm glad. I, I'm really glad. Like, Ryoko Chan, yeah, I'm glad. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm thankful for you. It's like, that's why, like, people like yourself, it's like, it's, it pushes you. It's what I say. You don't know who you're affecting when you're on social media. When you're on, that's why I said be mindful of how you carry yourself and present yourself because you don't know who's watching. You don't know who's looking at you as probably a leadership role model. And that's why I that's why I carry YouTube the way I do. That's why people ask me, why is your channel PG and everything? I said, because you never know who's watching. You never know who's watching. I can't I can't be mad at the bad and the negative images that are already promoted to them and I contribute to it. Yeah. So you, if you ain't wondering why, why my, I tried my best to keep my channels PG is because I look out for everything. Yes, you're gonna experience that what, what, wherever you go and everything. And ideally you're like, well, your parents should, you know, make sure you don't watch me on YouTube this late anyway. What if they don't have any parents? You know, if you look at how foster foster kids and everything are raised and everything, they have the highest suicide rates. They have the highest depression rates, the highest anxiety rates. So you have to be extremely mindful of who you're dealing with. Yeah. Really who you're dealing with. So that's why when I see when I see the wild and out, I don't necessarily get into the the what. I look more so into the why. Well, why are you like this? Why are you going like this? And you know what? If I could establish a why, then I'm I, I can do one better and try to help. Yeah. And if you don't accept the help, that's fine on you. But at least a hand was extended to you at that point. Yeah. And and, and that kind of goes back to like what we were talking about before. You know, we were talking on Twitter. You mm -hmm. know, and any of you who know me, you know, I, I've got my political beliefs. I'm not going to make this a political podcast, but I was okay. talking to Avedon. I was telling him, I was actually showing him a conversation I had on Facebook where I can have a political opinion, but I'm also open enough to view the opposite. And because I can view the opposite, I also want to understand why people think the way they think. And this goes back to being mindful. Like, I don't have to agree with you, but I want to know why you think the way you think. Because there could be some common ground. We could come on. We could find solutions. We could understand each other better. And I think a lot of that, especially not just in gaming, not just in YouTube, but in society as a whole, I think discourse and exchange of dialogue between people and ideas and, and whatnot and ideologies has just been lost. 
in this day and age. I agree. I agree. It's like we we're in a world where everyone wants to be heard, but nobody wants to listen. Everyone wants yeah. to share their piece, but they don't want to listen. And change comes by listening. You need to listen, not hear them. You need to listen to them. You need to listen to the people who are disgruntled. You need to listen to the people who don't agree with you. And you have to understand them. You never help people you don't understand. Exactly. And you need to listen to understand people. Listen to understand people. Don't listen to respond to respond or don't listen to have a rebuttal for them, but listen to understand their where they're coming from and their perspective. If you could take the time, like literally, I'm a I'm gonna say something that's really real. I've learned in the within the past five years, me taking the time to actually listen to people to understand them. Actually, no, the past year I've learned this lesson the most. Taking the time to listen to people to understand them rather than listening to respond and just to have my rebuttal saved. I've learned so much more about the person and there was way more respect garnish, even though at the end of the day, if we didn't agree, that person left. He listened to me. He understood where I was coming from. He understood my thoughts. And he actually, and he wasn't trying to argue. He wasn't trying to defend. He actually listened and cared what I had to say. Sometimes people just want to know that you care. That's it. Sometimes, sometimes people just want to know that you care. And yeah. if they feel that you don't care, they don't want to care what you, they don't care what you have to say. Exactly. Doesn't matter who you are. Exactly. Chips is on the money. Don't listen to react. Listen to understand. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is like, like you said, man, there's so many people that want to, they, they want to speak. They don't want to hear. They want to be right, but they don't want to be wrong. And, and that's the other thing I've noticed is there's a big fear of being wrong. And it's like, you should, you, sh- you should, you should embrace that, man. You should embrace <laughs> that opportunity, man. That's where the growth is, man. Oh man, oh, Rioka, man, yeah, man, it's um, and and that speaks to what Avadon was saying about how you know those things can be in place to be there. So, man, and Rioka, uh, Rico Chan, thank you for sharing that. It's like you're you sharing that is is. Honestly, you're you're making me even be even more mindful of just the way I deliver content and just how even more I carry myself. It's like, like the you help me even way like you say we helped you. It's like you help us because you're on you're going to be on the back of our minds. Yeah. Now, it's like when we go behind the camera, we're going to see more people like you, and it's sometimes it's like you sharing. It helps us take a step back. You can't. You can't see a whole picture up close sometimes. You have to step back to see the greater things and probably some things in the picture that you'll probably miss to get a better perspective. So, yep, yep definitely, people. Always, here's the thing, and this is the biggest one, and it's you never know what one thing you do or say, how it can impact somebody. Exactly. It could be positive, it could be negative, but always be mindful you have to be you know there's a lot of times i run into people and sometimes i want to pop off and i think as i've gotten older i've learned no that's not always the right thing to do (laughs) you know 
Man, listen, 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 listen. Sometimes, sometimes, like Raquel, let me just tell you, I understand. I understand the satisfaction of you just want to go boom. boom. Like, <laughs> like you, you want to, matter of fact, no, you don't want you want a bare hand. You want to get the white Michael Jackson glove and, <laughs> <laughs> and you just want to smack and say, can you shut up for a second and listen? You, you, you want to do that. Telling you, bruh, as somebody who, you know, who understood even just recently, it's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. And yes. uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was gonna put it back back on you, man. It's like I just I just wanna just uh um just just have um Regal Chan and even Sebastian is saying it's like using this platform, we've helped people to make them feel as though they have a family on here. And while we I, ideally you could say, well, they should have this type of family, they should have that type of family. You can't control what these people do in real life. You don't know what people live at in real life, you don't know what types of jobs they have like think of people who work at places like chicken factories and they work at like 10 12 hour shifts at a chick at a cold chicken factory it probably in one of the most depressing places to work on the face of the planet and then they go home to just just to unwind and yeah. watch tv they don't got time to hang out with friends and what if they just don't have a companionship? What if they don't have a partner they could talk to, someone they could be 100% real and transparent with? That's why, again, transparency counts and being 100% real on this platform matters. And that's why, you know, when you're that real with yourself, here's a hack. And I'm going to tell you guys a hack about life. When you're real about yourself, all lies people have to say about you are not going to phase you. If you are real with yourself, all the lies people tell about you and all the lies people try to put on you, you're not going to be phased by it. Case in point, I have a lot of people that say I'm an asshole, that I'm about, I'm all kinds of shit. I'm un, I, I don't help anyone out. I don't do this. And I'm like, okay, it's not true. I can be an ass sometimes, but I do my best to help people, you know, and there's a lot of people I know that people assume, and that's another problem too. A lot of people like to assume instead of asking to find please out. Inquire. Please inquire. <laughs> please inquire. Please, please, free box inquire. Please, it, it, it's, it's free. I promise you, it's free to inquire. Right? You know, it's like, oh well, I, I think you're a jackass, Mikael. Oh, okay. <laughs> did, did did you ask me? Did you you know? I know I have resting fuck off face, but <laughs> Mikel, you are more alive on this one than our first one. Oh man, <laughs> you are more alive on this one than ever. You know, I, I just I, sometimes, man, I have this problem. Sometimes the words they just come out of my mouth before they filter through my brain, and I'm like, damn. I can't take it back. <laughs> you, get, you gotta work on that, man. You gotta work on that, man. <laughs> but uh, yo, so the next topic, people, we got three more topics. Um, yeah, we were not gonna get this in forty-five minutes, but not at all. Not at all. It was happening. <laughs> I told you it wasn't happening. Yeah. The second one was a stretch, too. By the way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, we got. Um, so people playing video games as a means to forget and escape reality. 
Why do you disagree with that notion? I disagree with it, but what's your thoughts on it? All right. So now this, I know a lot of people have done it from the beginning and I disagree with it. And I want to say my disagreement is not come against people who do agree with it. I'm just voicing my disagreement. Mm-hmm. My disagreement is because I've always viewed and played video games as a form of entertainment and relaxation. For me, video games have helped to relax my mind. I'm still thinking about what's going on as I'm playing video games, but it helps me assess the situation better. And I'll choose my games wisely. If I'm having a really rough day, I'm not going to turn on Smash Brothers. Because <laughs> the times I did, I go off on people and it's wrong. Sorry about that, NX. And, <laughs> and, and um, you, Smash Brothers is not a good game to play when you're already triggered. So when I play, um, when I go ahead and play games like Monster Boy, or play games like um, Blast Mass, like a, a platformer, or even Snipper Clips, games like that. Um, <laughs> Chip's got the reference easy. It was on Chip's live stream too. So, but I play games to you know to relax and. And that's that's one thing I'll say. When you play games as a form of relaxation and entertainment, for me, it has helped me look at things a whole lot better. It helped me say, you know what? I could probably say it, say things better this way. You know what? I probably should dial things back this way. Mm-hmm. You know, that night when things were going on on my end, I just said, you know what? Not going to record tonight. Not going to stream tonight. Let me go ahead and pop in Monster Boy. And I had some fun. Got further in the game, which I, I need to beat that game so I can finally review it for you guys. But um, I'm at the end, by the way. I'm at the end. I just, I want to 100% that game, dude. That game, look, the game is so much fun. You already did your review for it. I want to 100% it. The game is so much fun. It's way better than Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Way Story. better. Like, light years better. But, like I said, right there, I play games as a form of entertainment, and now... Now, as a YouTuber, someone who wants to review games, I'm starting to play games as a means of a, of a profession as well. I'm starting to play games professionally to the point where I can give you reviews. If I get better at Smash Brothers, I'll try my hands at local tournaments to see how where I'm at if I get better. But, you know, video games, in when I look at it in that form, it's a form of entertainment. It can be a form of profession. But at no point in time can I ever use video games to forget about reality or to escape the world. And I've, I'm someone who played MMO games. I played your Fantasy Star Onlines too. I played, I dipped into Ragnarok Online. I dipped into the Rose Online. I dipped into RuneScape. I played your MMO RPGs. Yeah. I played games like Dofus. I played, I played, I can name games people never heard of. You know, so for me, I understand where you could get into embrace and, and put yourself in a whole different world of and you create your own character. And it's so fun and it's so cool. But at the end of the day, especially the fact that I have two growing children and I have also a wife who's like super invested in what I'm doing as well. And I'm invested in the things that she's doing. Ain't I, it wonderful? Ain't it wonderful? It is. It is. <laughs> it is. So Shout it's out like, to our wives. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Love you, baby. And um <laughs> and you can't you can't just um 
forget about them because when you when you forget about life, inadvertently you're forgetting about them and detoxing away from them. And I can't disconnect myself from them at any time as somebody who is being a dominant figure in my family. The last thing I want to do is shell away. Now, I know some people could probably, you know, look into that, but I'm giving you guys a perspective. If you do plan to build a family and everything, now will be the time to start having your video games as relaxation, as a, as a time of entertainment. Because this way you could separate gaming time or incorporate gaming time with your family time. Because I'm getting Yoshi's Crafted World to play with my son. And who knows if he if, if it's enjoyable, if it's fun, I may have him on stream with playing that with you guys. We'll see what happens with that. Yep, definitely got to make that time for the family. And it's, it's, it's really amazing when you have a, a partner, you know, regardless of your orientation, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really great when you have someone that can be supportive, even if they don't understand or if even if they do and they engage in what you're doing. It's really amazing when you've got that person that should, that is backing you 100. And, you know, that's one thing. Leo, I got to give you a shout out. I don't know if you're watching this, Leo. I love you, girl. Thank you for putting up with my ass for the last <laughs> two and a half. Well, no, longer than that. Three and a half years. And we've that's known each other. Uh, no, uh, married two, two, two years. We just made two years last month. Uh, oh, congratulations. We've known each other for a decade. We're almost a decade. Uh, 2020 will make us a decade, but we're going on six years married this May. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, nine years, oh, like literally eight plus years later, eight years and we're six years married and two kids later. So, Hey, but it, it's it's really something. You got the it wife is. or the partner that's there backing you, even in the times when, you know, chips are down and things are not looking right and they still riding with you. That's something. Uh, she was with me when we was homeless. Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like she stuck with me, like, you know, prayed with me, prayed for me. And like, oh, it's like always encouraging. It wasn't always the hardest, but it's like, it was in that time I knew what it meant to even love her properly and do better for myself. And it's like, I tell people, it's like how really how you treat others is really a reflection of how you treat yourself. If you don't want better for for yourself, you're not going to care about better for everybody else. And that's why when I came to YouTube, I came to YouTube as a YouTuber. I came to YouTube as a YouTuber I didn't come looking for a looking to be heard or for a voice. I came just to share what I have to offer. And for the longest time, it's been super hard for me to actually share that because how do you share being all of what I am? If you looked even in my Twitter bio, it's like, how do you share all of that into one channel? Truth of the matter is you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. I came to that realization my first year and a half and I learned that there is, there's wisdom in showing different parts of yourself at different times. And as you show more of yourself and people get more comfortable with who you are as a person, then you could have other platforms to show up other things. That's why I restarted my SoundCloud and I'll just have that for my music. Anyone that's interested, go off to my SoundCloud and we'll go from there. Yep. Yep. Definitely, man. Definitely. And shout out to your wife, man. That's that's a real one right there. Yeah. It's a real <laughs> one. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I I tell people it's like we we it's like that's 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 the homie a hundred grand. It's like we we joke with each other, joke on each other, everything. Still, it's it's been something where I say with marriage, marriage has been so great. It's like people will say, "Yo, marriage is tough." Marriage is this. I said, I understand if it's some of your situations. I said maybe for our first year, but for us, we've been good. <laughs> we we've been good. We 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 chilling. So See, and I the, the key word you're saying it right there. We a lot of people <laughs> they don't understand when you get married, you got to merge that I into a we. You got to curve that. It's second nature for me. <laughs> it's second nature for me almost all the time. I say we. It's like my planning, my YouTube planning, my schedule planning. When I'm going to New York or different places, even when I'm going to hang out with Chips and everything. It's like he'll say, "It's like I could do this because my wife will be able to, you know, open the door or is that because well, you know we'll stay with, with family and everything." I can model how long I can go out or be out because me out of respect, if I'm visiting somebody else and I'm, I'm you, you're giving me lodging. Mm-hmm. Out of respect, I'm not going to come into your house at all times of the night. That's just to me. That's just out of respect. If yeah. you giving me place to lodge, you know, I make sure that you know I'm with you. I'll make sure I'm like I'm at the house at within a reasonable time. That's just me. That's just how I think. I know everyone doesn't think like that or agree with that, and that's either here or there. But I'm I'm right there with you, man. That's that's how I am. Tell you we think a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, folks don't understand, uh, when, when Avadon and I first, like, started talking and linking up, man, we can, we just vibed yeah. like that. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's rare that that happens, but when it happens, like, those are, good, those are some really the, of the greatest friendships. So, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you having me on a second time. For real, for real. For real, man. All right, man, we got two last questions, and I know people Let's came rock with it. Let's people- rock with it. People came expect the video game podcast, and we over here giving y'all marriage advice. That's real talk for you, man. <laughs> Listen, if I'm if I'm in a podcast where the gloves are off and I can literally talk about anything, you're gonna get a real conversation that you will get with me off camera. This is like this is the closest thing you could get with me off camera. Yeah, <laughs> yo, it actually taking shots at you. Avidon's mm-hmm. biggest failure is the lack of Fire Emblem games under his belt, bruh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna exp- yo, Avedon exposed moment right here. Y'all may want to clip this, and make this a little highlight reel. Avedon Smith has never played a Fire Emblem game a day in his life, and the first one he will play is the one for the Nintendo Switch. And he can guess what? You know what else? Avedon is not going to go ahead and play a thousand year door for the for the GameCube. He'll only get it if they put it over to the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I'm going this way. <laughs> oh, um, man. Oh, my goodness. Dal you know, Phoenix said, Avadon, how have you felt about your channel progress so far? Anything you do differently? Um, I'm going to say this. I learned very early to humble myself and to humble my expectations. When I first started YouTube last January, I wanted 100,000 subscribers at the end of the year. That was my initial goal. And I don't take back that goal, but it, I definitely learned to value quality over quantity and to value density over volume. And for me, having just over 1,000 people who just love what I do and me just being me and me not 
compromising who I really am, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with my progress right now. I'm not upset at all by, by it. But if I look back at a calendar 12 month to grow 100 subscribers on a monthly basis until I hit 1K, to me, that was monumental for me. Like I took off the gas a little bit after I hit 1K, but literally there was a time that I was averaging 100K. And I'm not going to take all the credit. I had help. You know, I had help from, I had, I had help from, you know, um, Mikel. I had help from the Player S's podcast. I had help from the Spawn um, podcast. I had help from a lot of people. I had help from people, even from, even from Dreamcast guy at different times, RDT85. I had help from all these different people who definitely wanted me to see, who wanted me to do good. And it's, it, and what made it what made it awesome? These I didn't I didn't ask these people once. Yo, can you help me up my channel? They did it out of the goodness and the kindness of their hearts, which is you why never, never once you never once did. I can test it, people. You heard it here live. Never. I never once I never once asked anyone like, hey, you know, can you know, can I can I do this? I came on this podcast because. I felt that I had an audience that I can bring over to Mikel now that I had people that I can bring to say, you know, who probably aren't fans of Mikel already who can say, you know what, let's come by and watch, watch his show. We know Mikel is an asshole. Come on now. Be real. <laughs> and that was, that was my whole thing. I said, I want to make sure now if I want to do collaborations with people, I'm adding to them. Um, that was something that was important to me. I didn't want to be the person who was leeching off everybody. And there was a certain time that I felt a type of way, but we're always getting rated because I was like, I want to see if I could just bring in people on my own. But then when I made a couple of videos last year, I felt, I felt like I did good. I felt like I did video. And when I, when I did a, a Dragon Ball Z Broly reaction video as of right now has over 17,000 views. When I broke news on something about Nintendo Switch special offers, and that video got over 5,000 views. When I did the, the Game Awards stream, which surprisingly, that has almost 4, 000, over almost 5,000 views now. My Game Awards stream. I was like, how is this stream, out of, out of all the people who are streaming this, how does this have so many views? And I've come to myself, and I'll tell anyone this, Really take some time to study the YouTube algorithm and study how to do back-end work. That has helped my channel the most. Outside of the help, that has helped my channel the most. The most people I have watched, I have people watching me, and I'm going to see if I can pull it up on my phone right now just to give you guys like a real live, you know, on on screen thing. So it's like I'm not, you know... Playing with you guys. As of right now, 53.9% of my watch time is from non-subscribers in the last 28 days. And it's been at this ratio for the past for the past for quite a quite a while now. Within even for a while. And in fact, it actually regulated. There was a time it was at like 70 not non-subscribers, 30 subscribers. So now it's becoming more, even more of my subscribers are actually watching my content, which is, I'm grateful. YouTube is pushing my stuff out there more, which by the way, I want to give you guys um, a little tip about that, that I've noticed about the YouTube algorithm. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but um, 
Mikkel, maybe you noticed this. Have you noticed your videos have been getting more views as days go on? Like you don't get so many views the day of the first upload, but as like maybe like the first few days after the weeks and every, you see a lot more views coming afterwards. Yeah. That's the thing I want you guys to know. So if you're a YouTuber and watching this, make sure it's like, don't be discouraged by like your first three days and you don't get that many views because I did that for one of my, one of my videos. Like I did a tip video for monster boy and I was discouraged because I was like, I only got like 50 views. It was like three days. That joint is at like 227 now out of nowhere. And it's growing consistently on top of that. So just be mindful that, you know, as time goes on, your your videos are likely to get more views as time goes on. So yeah, are, we on, are, are we are we on our final one? Uh, I, We didn't even get to it. <laughs> We, we detoured with that that question uh, from Down Phoenix, but Down Phoenix, thank you, thank you a lot. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. We 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 did playing real games to escape reality. So right now we have two more questions, though. Actually, yeah. Okay, so oh. go, go ahead and All ask right. it. All right, I'm I'm ready. This is gonna be this is gonna be a doozy for y'all. All right, so controversy creates cash. Eric Bischoff said that. Anyway. Um, should we really be pushing to apply gender to gamers by dividing it with this gamer girl, gamer guy, or should we just keep it as we're gamers and not try to pander or divide our medium to fit a narrative? This is going to probably tread carefully. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're in a stage of representation, and it is what it is at this point. It's like I would say we it's a different ball game because it's not like the days of growing up playing Super Mario Brothers. It's not like growing up even playing Tomb Raider, Tomb, Tomb Raider, Better Get Solid. It's not the same. It's not the same day anymore. When you've had open world games become more of a trend and the ability to create your own character and really kind of immerse yourself in the game itself, people tend to like it more. And it became more acceptable for girls to like video games. Growing up, like literally girls always play video games. They've always played video games. I remember yeah. the I remember the school lunch lunch table conversations. Like some of the biggest girls, some of the like the most athletic girls you know were into Final Fantasy games. They were into the um Crash Bandicoot games, Crash Team Racing, Spyro. They remember all these games. Some yeah. of my friends now who don't even play games, they know about Crash Bandicoot. They know about Spyro. They know about Mario. Because they played it when they were kids with their brothers. So and some of them played it but by themselves. They just got video games, they liked it themselves. So as we go on progress as a society and as things are not just focused on only men can do this, only men can do that. It's almost like the gaming world for the longest time was just so heavily dominated by men. It was it was to the point that, you know, gamer girls came out and they said, you know, we want to be analogous girls. Now, by your token, I could understand both sides of this because now I'm going to bring up a hip-hop reference with this. There were some female artists that didn't like being called uh, female rappers because they felt like it was a downgrade to their craft. 
it was a downgrade to who they actually are. They just want to be called rappers because you call the, the guys just rappers and the females female rappers. And it was almost like, well, are we less than them? Mm-hmm. When we some of, when some of us can out rap them because you go listen to Shauna, she can out rap some of some of some of the some of your some of your people's favorite rappers right now, especially if you like some of the rappers right now. So so that's why that's why I give that reference to people. It's like you kind of have to like look at it as we are in an age of representation, but at the same token, I do agree with your point that we should be looked at as gamers that like, yo, we're all on equal footing. We shouldn't have to like separate each other. This will bring more unity than um, separation or segregation, in my opinion. But what are your thoughts on this, man? Because I didn't hear your thoughts on this. Uh, you know, my, my thoughts on this are like, I really just think we need to just say, hey, we're gamers. Because I mean, I look at it like this. Like I play a lot of fighting games. I'm in the FGC. Like I go to tournaments and I compete and whatnot. You don't even though there are not as many females that are in the FGC actively playing, competing, and whatnot, there are girls that are in the game, like they're competing in Tekken, they're competing in Soul Calibur, Smash. Yes, people, I said Smash is, I include it as a fighting game. So don't, don't blame me. <laughs> it's my joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and playing in, in Street Fighter and whatnot. And I've heard people say, oh, you're an FGC girl, and they're like, "No, I'm just a I'm a I'm a player in the FGC. I'm part of the FGC. It's a mentality. Like we don't want to be segregated, but then you've got a mainstream narrative trying to say that there needs to be gamer girls. We need equality in gaming and all this. And I'm thinking to myself, what's keeping you from just picking up a controller and playing a game and enjoying it and being a gamer? Why do I need to call you a gamer girl? Why do I need to to treat you differently than I would treat?" one of the boys that are playing a game because you've got tits and ass and a vagina, hopefully. But <laughs> no offense, people. But, you know, it's, it's just like my thoughts are like, yo, gaming can bring people together. Why We don't need to slap on additional labels. We're gamers. Brings us together. We get to play, enjoy stuff to, and all that. And it's like I don't want to – case in point. Here's the point. Yeah, go ahead. Here, like earlier today on Twitter, another YouTuber, a smaller YouTuber that I've been following, I enjoy her content. She put up a post about saying Street Fighter lost its relevance in the fighting game scene, and that at one point, uh, freaking uh, whatchamacallit, uh, she said that Tekken overtook it in dominance. Hi, uh, Hell's Angels, keep going <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, so she said Tekken overtook it in dominance, and basically Tekken lost his dominance, and people don't care about it. And I'm like, that's not true. And she's like, well, why do you say that's not true? And Ryoko Chan, I see you. Uh, glad your vagina's still there. Hey, salute. I see you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so the person was like, yeah, well, I believe that it lost his dominance. I'm like, are you in the FGC? Because I need to understand how you're framing this this statement. Are you speaking as gaming as a whole or as just the FGC? Because gaming as a whole, since arcades in America and the West went away, yes, fighting games died off to the mainstream public. When online gaming became relevant and shooters became the next thing, yes, fighting games died off. Because if you look at the 90s, 
arcades were a social gathering. You look at online gaming, it's a social gathering. So yes, fighting games now are not as popular as they were in the 90s, the 2000s, or anything like that, but they're part of culture. They're part of culture in society. You look at anyone with a red headband, a white gi, you're thinking of Ryu. You think you see uh, a, a chick with a Chinese dress and the white buns, you're thinking of Chun-Li. That's incorporated into culture. But if you're talking about losing its relevance overall, if you're looking at it from the FGC perspective, no, Tekken never lost its relevance. It's still it's the number one entered fighting game because Tekken, the Tekken World Tour, is more often than not outdoing the Capcom Cup. But Street Fighter and Tekken, while they're both fighting games, two different two different genres. Same with Smash. It's a different genre. It's in the same umbrella. It's a fighting game, different mechanics. Non-traditional. You know? And it's like, uh, yes, uh, Down Phoenix, that's that's my fire alarm. I know. Shout out to the fire alarm. This guest appearing in this podcast. Anyway. <laughs> um, so when I when I broke that down to the girl on on Twitter, because I made the statement. She she even DM me and said I made her look stupid, and that she didn't know anything, and that because she's a girl, I I I'm being a gatekeeper, and so she did that and posted something like, well, you know, you shouldn't be trying to use your male privilege and all this other stuff, and disrespect me as a gamer girl. I'm like, I'm not disrespecting you. You just made a statement that's not factually true. And you didn't clarify what perspective you're coming at it from. And then you had the people coming in white knighting and saying, oh, you're you're trying to keep girl gamers out. And I'm like, no, I don't care if she's a girl. She got a dick, a vagina, both hermaphrodite. I don't care. Is she a gamer? Does she know about this? Because I try not to make blanket statements about shit I don't know about, you know? But, and her, her logic was, I was trying to be a gatekeeper male gamer. And I'm like, no. Sorry if so, you look long-winded. Nah, you're fine. It, it actually, it helped establish more of a, a more of a focus to, to the question. Because I was looking at the question from kind of the same way Chips was. It's like, they just want to be identified in this day and age. But after you look at it from that standpoint, it's more so, it's like, you feel as though let the accountability be the same across the board. It's like, yes. don't don't let it be to the point of you know, let's just, you know, call each other these things at the same time. Let's use these terms as shields or as types of scapegoats to get away from the accountability that we may not know certain things. And that's yes. that's not the case, maybe. But because it, it, the, your whole the flip side, which is say if you was an actual gamer, you would actually do more of the research and you go deeper into that, which and if we go into that, and I like the fact that you're focusing on the word gamer and not somebody who plays games. And I think that's the point um, for everyone listening. If anyone in the chat, I the point, the point you you got, and I, I think I'm getting it. Correct me if I'm wrong, is there needs to be a difference between you know gamers and guys and girls who play games because guys and girls. Guys, guys and girls um, who who play games, they're not going to be knowledgeable towards this. And it's like I feel as though I most girls who I know who are deep, deep, 
deep into playing games. I call them gamers. You know, I call them gamers. Um, I just cause I consider I consider them just a straight gamer. Like I don't call you a gamer girl or anything, unless you want me to call you a gamer girl, then I just call you a gamer girl. But I recognize you are a, a girl gamer, but I call you a gamer more so out of sheer respect. And I put that as the highest echelon of respect because it's like you know your stuff. You probably know more than me in certain areas with some stuff. So that's why you deserve that crown gamer. So that's why I you and I don't use that 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 title gamer with everybody. There are a lot of people out here who call themselves gamers and they're straight frauds, you know. Filthy casuals, get out of my <laughs> games. I mean, I, I mean, listen, listen, and, and they announced it. They announced it on on um they announced it that this game's coming coming to the Switch. If you haven't played through Zelda 2. The Adventures of Link. You have no excuse if you have a Nintendo Switch Online subscription now. If you want to see rage, if you want to see rage, like rage like no other in you, play Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link and record yourself playing it. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be a party. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Ryuko, uh, Ryoko Chan says some women... In my experience, just want to act like victims, aka thought streamers. Oh, I'm like, y'all don't want me to go into thoughts nope. and the, the thought. No, we'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. I know the guy. I personally know the guy who started the whole thought audit crusade. And oh, God. God, we're not going into that tonight. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, man. All right. Okay. <laughs> are we are we are we in for the grand finale? We're in for the grand finale. Let's get and it. And also, people, people, my people, I'm gonna do a giveaway to oh, one really? people, one person on this stream. I oh, uh, there's a new game coming out called Double Cross. I have been retweeting it if you follow me on Twitter, and uh, I have a review code. Well, not a review code. I have a giveaway code to give to. One person that's watching. So we'll pick. Avana and I will pick at the end of the stream. But yes, last question is the push for diversity in gaming and ultimately the push to change. It, it seems like it's a push to change Japan's culture, which is if any of you guys are, and I know a lot of you are familiar with uh, Japan, their culture is radically different than the West. Right, but it seems way different. Like it's a push to change their culture to fit the Western push for progression. And, you know, this whole need to insert politics and identity politics into gaming. Example, how the game The Last Night was canceled over identity politics and its effect on gaming. And so many people were looking for that. They were looking out for that game. That game looks sick from the trailer. What are your thoughts? My thoughts is as the West, as the West continues to be one of the most dominant, um, one of the most dominant, like superpowers in the entire world, it's inevitable for this stuff like this to happen. It, it happens. And it's like, because the West, believe it or not, they account for a lot of Japan sales. You know, you look at, the, you look at the Nintendo Switch. You know, Nintendo, Nintendo is a super Japan-based company. Most of their sales 
the West. Out of what? The close to what? I don't know how many they sold as of yet. They, they, but last time it was like over like 20 some mil. I just say 20 plus mil. Mm. Out of that 20 mil, not even 50% account of Japan sales. So they don't even have half. So it puts you in a very weird place professionally. And that's why that's why Japan, when it comes to video games, they're they're not really for the progression. Now I will say they are more open when it comes to anime, as Chips just said. They and like you said, they have improved showing black characters in their games and anime because back in the day it was real reckless. Hella uh, reckless. Are we talking about Mr. Popo? Yeah. Are, are we talking about Jinx? <laughs> Pokemon Jinx? Are we talking about Mr. Popo and Jinx? Are we? Are, are we? Are we really talking talk about them tonight? Really? That, that's where that's, that's the direction we're going. But yeah, they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see Popo Jinx. You got it. Nail on the head. So I get it. And it's definitely is definitely a step up. Other black characters like the Namics, we all know the Namics. What the Namics represented to most people. Like literally, if you didn't catch the reference that the sun is always out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if y'all didn't catch that reference. I don't know what to tell you. The turbans on, and you know, it was it was literally <laughs> they they literally had to be, and um as Sebastian says, like four kids had to make Mister Popo blue. They made Jinx blue because of you know of them of the racial things. Recently, even when in Smash Brothers, Game and Watch had to get um changed with some of his yeah. things because one of his sprites was um supposedly to represent a Native American Indian. Well, Native American Indian as what they would say, but Native American. not They're not Indians, but Native American. And that's why I I had, I have to agree with Chips. It's like, they definitely made some progression. And I, it's unfortunate, like, the game had to be canceled because of identity politics. It's It just shows that not everyone in the country is willing to make that directional shift. Like they want to still keep things for their culture, but keeping things for your culture may not exactly pan out to the way that you want it to be, which comes to being a brand. It's like, you have to understand that some compromises may end up being made, but at the same time, you have to look at what compromises are being made. Are there compromises on your direct morals and the direct things that you live by or their proverbial um, proverbial things, compromises that you could just do away with. Once you can get away with, get away with those, you'll be good to go. It's not. It's something that I felt was unfortunate, but it's not going to be the last game. They're going. It's not going to be the last game this happens to, and definitely sure wasn't the first. No, you can see how the change uh, with the with the the progression push. You can see how that affected games like Uncharted. Exactly. I mean, you know, amazing Lucas. That's a good example. That's a great example, actually. Amazing Lucas. He brought it up, and I know he he, he good friend of mine. He brought it up once about uh, how in Uncharted Four, basically Nathan was just treated like a punk every time he ran into. Uh, I forgot the girl's name. It wasn't Nadine, was it? I'm not sure. I'm not the biggest Uncharted fan, so 
and when every time like him, like he was getting manhandled by her, him and his brother were getting manhandled. And Lucas is like, wait, you mean to tell me the guy who killed that guy who became an immortal in two and killed all these people from one through three is getting punked out this easily? He can't fight her? Any punches countered? And it is it, it was a narrative. It was subtle. It was subtly pushed. And they did it with uh the was it the lost legacy? They pushed the whole uh, girl gamer thing, and I think that was more so to push it to compete with uh, Tomb Raider. But then you've got the development team saying that, oh, Nadine, Nadine, and uh, the other chick—they're lesbian, but we can't—we're not going to directly say it. You know, they're pushing that narrative. You're seeing it in The Last of Us too, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I'm personally not going to play Last of Us too because I'm put off by the identity politics of. Oh, the focus is on her being a lesbian for a whole, a whole five to ten minutes of that trailer was just about that. I'm like, I don't care about the sexuality of a character. That may trigger some of you guys. I don't care. I want to play a game for the for the gameplay for the story, but don't just throw that at me and then give me like a minute or two of gameplay. Basically, really? what, you're, what you're saying is, if you're gonna do like politics of like that, it's like let it be tastefully done. Just don't do it to pander or kind of like if you if if we're gonna take it there, it's kind of like how you saying do it things for clicks and views. Don't use gender politics for sales. Yeah, what you're saying because basically you're actually undermining these people and using these people what they feel is to them what they truly identify with as a cash cow instead of actually caring about what they actually identify with. Yo, like G5 says, Soldier 76 and Overwatch. I, I I was I was I was like uh okay. Uh okay. It, Sebastian says as long as if it's forced. I feel like I, I do see in the gaming, it's like they're trying to push that that push that more. And it's you matter of fact, if you want to go deeper, let's not forget about Battlefield 5. And the the slack that caught in, and it's like people were losing the people were. I saw both sides. I saw both sides. Like both had surprisingly valid arguments. Some people were saying like, "Well, you're not playing Battlefield Five for the historic aspect," and I was like, "Oh, okay." So some people, you just you just kind of like drop kick people in their in their jaw right there because some people just play the game just to shoot. So it's like. What's the difference if we make it more fantasy based and give it and give girls more of a lead and give an alternate an alternate view? What's wrong with giving an alternate view if you wasn't playing this for the correct historical accuracy? I would say I would say people would play, and only people who are big fans of this game will understand this. People would play Metal Gear Solid for historical accuracy more than the Battlefield 5 game. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> so Especially conspiracy theorists, too. <laughs> exactly. People will play a Metal Gear Solid game for historical accuracy before Battlefield Five. So I I saw both sides of it. I feel as though at the end of the day, these companies know what they're doing. They know it's going to fill their pockets, and they're using it to their advantage. It's their hustle. You remember um, there is a controversy surrounding Ultra Street Fighter 2, not because people say it's a direct port of uh, HD Remix, which is not people. As someone who plays fighting wait, wait, games... Wait, wait, wait. Say, say, that, say that shit again? Ultra Street Fighter 2. Is a, is a what? It's is not it? a port. 
Can 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 we can we can we say that a little bit louder? I I don't think they heard you. Can we say that a little louder, please? Okay, people, let me educate you while the 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 fire alarm is ticking. Okay, go ahead. The, and the mic and the mic is up. Go ahead. Okay, sixty seconds. Let's go. Let's okay. go. Ultra Street Fighter Two: The Final Challengers is not a port of Super Street Fighter Two HD Remix. Reason why? Tech throws is. Tech Throws is one. There's a brand new character. I know people say, oh, Violet Kane has been in a Street Fighter game before. No, he never has. He was in an SNK game that they made, and the only reason he was in uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 is because Capcom got their licenses rights from SNK. He was in it. He's a brand new character. Fundamentally plays entirely different from uh, regular Ken. The reason we have so many Shoto characters or Ryu Ken-like characters in Street Fighter is because they have mass appeal over other characters. But Tech Throws is one. The uh, balances is entirely different from HD Remix. And they gave you the option to play it in the original style with the original music or in the new style with the new music or the option to play it either way or a mix. There we go. Mic drop. <laughs> Was that but, 60 seconds? That was more. That was more like okay. 75. Damn. But uh but but more but more so I really have to kind of like have to get the follow-up on that. It's a real shame that Street Fighter Anniversary runs way worse. Way worse. Trash. <laughs> like and that 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 game uh, like why? Like how does Ultra play better? Ultra plays much better, much better, much smoother. I I try, and and you know why it hurts me. Street Fighter Three is one of my favorite Street Fighter games. Street Fighter Three and and Street Fighter Alpha Three. Street Fighter Alpha Three is my favorite Street Fighter game of all time. So to see that, my feelings get hurt, man. It it, it gets hurt, but it makes. So do we do we make it through? We made it through. Yo guys, I I I I, I had to confess this to you guys. So working on that video for you guys last night, I didn't get to bed till about close to six a.m. Woke up literally with one hour sleep. My son woke up between me going to sleep. So I did. I really got really just about in totality between waking up, getting a power nap, fed work, getting a power nap where I got home. I literally got three to four hours of sleep in total since yesterday. I had this at my desk the whole time, unopened, just in case I felt like I was going to feel feel a little bit tired. But I say all that to say, Mikel, this has been an, an extraordinary experience, man. This is this is better than the first time. Like I literally, <laughs> literally, literally, am more hyped and more pumped. Like I got the green screen. I may record a video. No, I'm not. I may record a video. <laughs> He's lying, people. He's going to. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I, I feel like I could record or even stream like right after this because I have a lot of energy from this. This was a good, good dialogue, man. So don't complain when you're trying to be the Batman of YouTube. Shut up, chips. <laughs> it's an inside joke. I said we we, we have who which was more Batman at the next. Shut up, chips. Shut up. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say nothing. Oh, they won't smash after the stream. They may get it. Uh, so, uh, that this has been an amazing podcast, I'd say. 
Yeah. Alvador, how how should we do this giveaway? Should we just pick a random person's name in the chat, or should we just drop the code? I would say you pick a number in your head between one and I'm gonna say a very obtuse number, so it's very hard. Uh, between one and twenty-five, and the closest person to twenty-five gets, and not the person, the closest person to the number that you have in your head gets it. Uh, so chat, go ahead. I give you guys a minute. Yeah. So any number between one and 25 and the closest number in Mikel's head, you guys, that's the winner. So while I'm thinking about that, uh, what are and some if, things we can actually, to- I, I, I should, I should, I should, I should mention if the person, whoever is dead on gets it right away. This is why I'm not trying to look at it. <laughs> I should say I should say that whoever's dead on actually G five. You voted once already. I see you. Uh, has it been a minute? No, not yet. Uh, all right. So G five, we're going with we're going with your first vote. By the way, G five, don't think you're slick. And uh, keep in mind, people, this is for the Steam release of it, not the, the Nintendo Switch one. Uh, so if you got a PC, you got Steam, then it'll work for you. Has it been a minute? Yeah. Okay. 69? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to see it. I'm waiting for you to see it. I'm waiting for you to see it. Man, whoa. Okay. Uh the winner is Chips and Sticks. My I when he said pick between one and twenty-five, whoever's closest to it, I just went with twenty-five. <laughs> Literally. That's what I was thinking. Congrats, yeah. Chips. Yeah, Chips, I'll send it to you uh right now, actually, in the DMs on Twitter. So uh uh where where you at, man? I I think I got you right, right, right. There you go. All right. Uh, hey, G5. G5, don't, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, Abidon, what are some things you got in the works? And tell people where they can find you, man. You guys can find me at YouTube. You can find me at Twitter. You can find me at Facebook. You can find me at SoundCloud at Abidon Smith. Thank you guys for coming through. I really appreciate you guys watching me uh, and Mikel just talk about life and a whole bunch of other different things outside of YouTube. I don't know how we got to the places that we got to, but we did it. And um, what I got planned up up down the works, of course, we got the chill cast every Friday, 10 p.m. Well, excuse me, no, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. We definitely going to have a pretty good topic to talk about. You know, I'm going to really just talk about this non-January direct that we were supposed to get for maybe I won't maybe I won't I'll I'll wait it out Nintendo may pull a okie doke and give us a may, may pull a, a ghost release on us or sometime down the line I'll probably wait on that um because they had before just went wild she went there they they had before wait what Ryoko Chad went there wow well then, give you were it. saying, you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Um, um yeah. Um people, if you're listening, but, don't worry about it. <laughs> but um we're definitely we're definitely gonna go ahead and um do more. Um I'm gonna get back into doing more content for you guys throughout the week. Um and trying to actually get an actual content strategy and actual a content crate so I can start delivering videos to you guys three to five days a week. That's gonna be the plan starting in February. Uh, starting this month, we're gonna have a gamers book club kind of where we, you know, focus on the game. We talk about it, we play it. Patrons exclusive only, by the way. Uh, we talk about it, we and we play games for the month. So I'm gonna have a talk with my patrons this weekend of the game that we're gonna talk about. And because this one's kind of late, I'm gonna make sure we make this kind of like from the 15th, from the 15th of each month to the 15th of next month. So we'll start next Tuesday with this. I'm going to talk, talk to you guys this weekend about that. And we're also going to talk more about the Nintendo Switch Online. That is a video that's coming up real soon for me. That's actually my next created content. I'm going to talk about the Nintendo Switch Online 90 days later. Well, actually more than 90 days later. It's almost 120 days later. And I really want to discuss where we're at with this. It's almost 120 days later, and it's like... We, we we get Zelda two and Blaster Master. You you can't argue with that. So it's like I have I have to come down on Nintendo uh, in terms of reviews. Um, please be on the lookout for a Monster Boy review. Be on the lookout for a Smash review. I'm going to play through with Celeste, so look out for that review. Uh, Spider Man for PS4 that's coming as well. So and. I'm on the fence of getting Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, more than like I won't be getting Kingdom Hearts 3 right away because my daughter's birthday is literally a week and a half after that game comes out or two weeks after that game comes out, actually. So I won't be able to... Pl- Wait, when does Kingdom Hearts 3 come out? Let me look on the calendar. January 29th. And uh, that's another thing, people. I'm actually doing yeah. a giveaway for... I'm giving away two codes because I'm working in collaboration with Square Enix. Uh, I'm currently reviewing Kingdom Hearts 3. I can't say anything other than it's not a disappointment. Um, I, I, now, now I may need to get that because literally my, my, my daughter's birthday is a week and a half after that game comes out. So I got to see some chips for her, her, her birthday party. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. Platform, one for Xbox One digital code, one for PlayStation 4 digital code. And uh, if things pan out well, um, I may be giving away a digital code for the story so far along with Kingdom Hearts 3. So that's the entire series. So. Nice. Nice. So that's all I have to say. These are what I can share right now. I got more for you guys. I got more coming for you guys throughout this year. Uh, just expect some channel, some channel, some background, some things changes. We're going to do it up for you guys. 2019 is going to be... You thought I did a lot for 2018. I'm going... Let's we'll turn up the gas a little bit in 2019. So go on lead footed, man. Just hit 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 the hit. Go ahead, man. Hit the gas. All, all day, man. All day. So that's all, man. And for you guys who are visiting, if you haven't already, and if you're listening just in your car, make sure you subscribe to Mikel Castle Podcast, Hawaii's number one favorite podcast. Man, we're the number one podcast, and people, I know a lot of people oh. think it's it's a joke. It's not. 
Uh, our podcast has been shouted out and featured on multiple radio stations out here in Hawaii. We've been on the news channels out here as well. Uh, we're actually going to be working you, with man. the local uh, Video Gamers Hawaii, the gamers uh, group we have out here. Shout out to my man, Keith Lemos. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, he runs it. Uh, we're going to be working at uh, the, the conventions. we got Amazing Comic Con coming up. So if you're out here, make sure you come out to Amazing Comic Con in, I believe it's May or April. Uh, come by. We'll have a booth. So, yeah, that's going to be that. And uh, as far as the details and the giveaway uh, for Kingdom Hearts, I'll, I'll drop all that in a tweet later on. I do have some major news uh, for those of you who are fans of Breath of the Wild. I do have some voice actor uh, interviews coming up. One, actually, this Sunday. Uh, if you guys are fans of Rivali, I'm interviewing him this Sunday. Word? Word. Uh, he's uh, also uh, a voice actor for various characters in various animes, including Hunter Hunter. Uh, as well as Magi, which is on Netflix, so and multiple Gundam series. I gotta see this now. <laughs> so I'll be interviewing him. Um, I'm also going to be interviewing the voice of Zelda from Breath of the Wild. Nice. Wait, same um, podcast or just down the line? Uh, down the line, like a, a week or two. Ooh, I wasn't ready for that. I, I, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> um. I've got uh, an interview coming up really soon because I've been chatting with him back and forth a lot. Ruben Langdon, a.k.a. you guys would know him as Ken Masters from you know Street Fighter and Smash Brothers or as Dante from Devil May Cry. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Ken Masters? You're, you're interviewing Ken Masters. The English yes, voice of Ken Masters. Yes, sir. The Ken Masters. The Ken the, the- Ken Masters, Ruben Langdon. Yes, Shinryu Ken Ken Masters. Yes, sir. Burn, burning uppercut, spinning it in one place. Ken Masters. And, and, <laughs> if you guys like Virgil from Devil May Cry, a.k.a. the Quantum Ranger from Power Rangers Time Force. Guys, this is it. Avadon out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to practice time travel to go ahead and watch these 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 live interviews and I will see them before all of you guys and just to have to brag about it later. I, I think I need to set up like Patreon where I can do patrons and get to see it before everyone else. I I, you, I don't understand. That would be an, an amazing idea. I, I don't know how to do Patreon. I gotta pick I'll talk brain. to you afterwards. We'll 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 get that we'll 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 have that talk. Uh, by the way, Antonio Barbosa, as I told NX Revolution, is confirmed. I will be reviewing the Smash Ultimate OST within my Smash review. It won't be just a video by itself, but it'll be included in the Smash review. And I got one last plug, people. One last interview I'm going to plug. that I've got a lot in Pipeline, but this one is also another big one. But uh, this guy here, the guy who voiced him... <gasps> Yuri Lowenthal, who's also from he he was uh in uh he's Ash and um Luke von Favre and uh Tales of the Abyss and many others. Yes, people, he will be on the Casanova podcast exclusive. 
you you just kind of like dropped all the 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 plug bombs at, at in one moment. Like you didn't give people just time just to relish in just one. You're like, nope, I'm gonna hit you with this. I'm gonna hit you with this, and I'm gonna hit you with that. I'm gonna hit you with that. I see you. So I'm gonna say, I see you. And and I say all this not to brag people, but I say this because it does not matter about your sub count. It does not matter about I mean followers or people you have on Twitter. This is what, what I wanted. I, I wanted you. No, real talk. I wanted you to say this before me because I. It's like I told people, you know, behind the scenes, like, yo, Mikel is like the the visual representation of your sub count is not relevant to your reach and to what you can actually do with your channel, yeah. and. I told you this off stream. I'm gonna tell you this on air, man. Your channel, you're seeing it right now. You're having a the bamboo tree effect, where it's like you're not gonna see the effects of your channel growing right away, but out of nowhere, you're gonna see spikes, and that's what you've been seeing for the past couple of days. Dude, I'm 15 away from 3,000 subscribers. I I just like every day. I'm just it's it's my view. My video views are going up. We're gonna are coming in. I don't know what's going on, but thank you guys for so going on. Like you, when we had conversations about doing certain things, you changed some, some things on your YouTube. You changed how you titled your videos. You changed how you do your thumbnails. You made things more appealing. You've done a lot. Like your cow, um, um, Hebrew interview. I remember when when that was at like eighty views. That joint now is at one point three k. And let me guess. You put that joint in a playlist, didn't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Don't underestimate the power of using a playlist, people. It works. Your playlist actually gets plays. The Avedon Showcast has over 100 plays on it, by the way. That's that's staying. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of adding to a playlist of what it can actually do because then it gives you an, an extra chance on being found in the algorithm. Yep. Don't research. And do yeah, your research. You know, your... Exactly, man. Like, do your research. And, and like I was saying, people, it does not matter your sub count. It, there are things you could be the biggest YouTuber out there. You could have hundreds or thousands of subs, and you can still not be able to do certain things. I have bigger channels asking me, like, yo, how are you getting these people to come on your thing? And it, it's a little thing. And Avedon is the same way. It's, it's a little thing we, we believe. Ask. You won't know until you ask. Pretty much. Th- that's it. Humble that's- yourself. Don't think, don't think that you're you're too good for the, for the people to ask you. Humble yourself. I I take my time. I said, you know, if I see someone has a much bigger base than me, and I see that if most people that I know follow this person, I'm not gonna ask this person, can I collab with this person if I feel like I have nothing to add to you? Because at the end at the end of the day, out of respect, I'm asking you of your time. That is that is the more that is the most precious thing you can ask for somebody. They cannot replace their time. They cannot get back their time. So you asking people for their time, that is a big thing. And for them to agree to that, you need to do your best to honor that. Yep. And make them have a good time too. Exactly. And I had and this was a great time here, man. I tried my best to 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 add towards it, you know. 
you you know me. It's like I, I could give you off the gloves. We could go off the gloves talk and everything, and we we could talk that talk. We can go in any different directions and everything. As we see, it's like we could establish you know perspectives that you know the chat could you know relate to, and that's something that I feel is key. It's like I didn't want to just you know talk to you. Understand this? This is like a circle. It's like I don't just see random names here just talking in the chat. I picture this as it's. We're all in one room and somebody in the crowd, you know, has a question and it's like, hey, well, you know what? We're not in a big setting where it's throwing us off where we can't answer you. So let's go ahead and answer you. Yep. So, so. true. It's so true. Anything you want to leave people with, man? Um, Just a recap. Be you. 100%. Be you. That's the only thing I can say. Be you. Do you learn to mind your business if you can and don't apologize for being yourself. Exactly. Our 45 minute podcast went two hours and 25 minutes, (laughs) (laughs) but it was quality content with quality people and quality viewers. So all the time, man, this is going to get, this is going to get more views on the replays, man. Yep. So where I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking forward. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how this channel grows and what more you're going to do, man, where you, where you showed up, mind these hands and some, and some smash. What up? Yo, Chips, are you home right now, fam? Cause you can get this work. Yeah. You can catch these hands, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's more awkward moments to come uh, to come with me around. Of course, man, that just earned you mod status. You're always welcome to come around. Always oh, welcome. Man. My, my channel, my channel. You guys know my channel. I just keep it, you know, PG for everybody. But this is my channel, so you guys can say whatever you want here. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no holes barred. And uh, people, people, you can catch this podcast. Obviously, you can catch it here on YouTube.com slash Mikhail Casanova. You can also catch it on iTunes, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio coming soon. It's just going through a process right now. And uh, this month, in about a week or two, uh, it's going to be up. It's going to be up on SiriusXM. Here we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You see, and you, if you guys heard what I said, you know, um, my, when I said mind your business with certain things, you have more time to focus on you and what you can do. A lot of people, a lot of people for the longest time, you know, probably don't know uh, what, you know, Kyle can do. You learn tonight. Uh, the poll and the stuff he has coming up, and you could check the, the, the playlist. You could check all the podcasts he's done. He he already voiced the voice of Ryu and Adult Gohan. He voiced the voice of Ansem. He vo- he already interviewed Mister Mobile. These are things you can see on the channel right now. The Amazing Lucas that's on it twice actually, right? Twice. This is on the channel right now for you to, to watch. So he's not just blowing air. This is it's, it speaks for itself. So go check out check out his work if you haven't already. 
thank you so much for having me on, man. This has been this is what this was as Chip said. This was a a dope podcast, a dope experience. Glad to ha- glad was glad to be on, man. Man, it was it, so broad it's, though. <laughs> it's always. Fun. I'm sorry. I, 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 I had to take. I had to take a funny shot. It's <laughs> a funny, funny shot for the lurkers. That's all. For, um, for the lurkers, I had to take a funny shot. And it's funny because you and I, we barely got any sleep today, but we got this much energy on the show, man. That's yo, that's like I, 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 I feel so energy. I'm not, I'll probably throw this away because I literally, y'all know me. I don't drink energy drinks like that anymore, so it's like it's unopened, man. Yeah, chips. Yo. I'll try. I'll try to be up because I know after I, after this goes down, after I talk with Kells off air, I'm going to be probably ready to go to sleep. But if you're home by before that time. I'll try my best to at least stream and serve you the serve you the, these beatings on Smash Live. All right, and uh, people, make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. Not only this video, I, it, it's a commandment of the Casanova Click Worldwide. Go oh. to Avadon Smith's channel. Go over links in the description below. You hear me, people on all the iTunes, Spotify. I don't care where you are. This is a prime directive. Subscribe <laughs> right now. And that's 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 how I'm ending it. I got nothing else. Right, I've been okay. random all show. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got we got we got we, we, we have to end this end this abruptly out of nowhere. Bye, <laughs> did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I hope you did. And if you did, please make sure you like, share, comment, and subscribe, and let us know what we can improve upon, what you liked, what you didn't like, and all that good stuff. And just make sure. You always have a good time. That being said, this is your boy Mikael Casanova, my wife's favorite YouTuber. I am signing out, and I'll catch you on the next episode.